you wished upon a star. Now we want you to share with us our latest and greatest dream. Disneyland. Just go to Action Park, there's no other park like it. Six Flags Great Adventure. It's not a world away. Paramount's Kings Island. We will officially open Universal Studios Florida. Hello, I'm Michael Eisner. Now, here is your host. Hi, and welcome to the Defunct Land Podcast. It's back, sort of, today. You wanted it, now you got it. You wanted it, now you got it. Well, the interviews are going to return, but today's not an interview. Today is the fourth round. It's not live. This is gonna, perhaps the most violent of the four. Right. It's not live, and we did it for safety reasons, but we are in the same location. Right. Which is... Dangerous. Dangerous. <laughs> so this is... I'm, I'm here today. My name is Ken Perger. This is Rob Plays. Today, we are going to go into another debate. This is number four. The first non-live debate, but also the first in person, and the most personal, because this is about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. I experienced it an hour ago. Rob experienced it 24 plus 1, 25 hours ago, and I have a lot of thoughts. Rob has a lot of opposite thoughts, so we just... I, it has I, to be a debate. I came like, over to his house in the rain, like a Nicholas Sparks movie. It, um, it was so cinematic. Yeah, it was raining outside, you and I, your I, I, threw, I opened the, the door window. and I said, Rob, I need you. And then, and then you... More than you need Galaxy's Edge. And then Rob said, I know. And then that's how we Basically. started. Um, but I have a lot of thoughts, and we have no structure. No. Um, this is not planned, but it's fresh. And so I'm going to get this out of the way. Should we establish what we like? What we both did at the land so we know what to cover? Like I did everything. You did everything. Okay, I did pretty much everything. I did not build a robot. Me neither. And But I watched someone build a lightsaber, and you built a lightsaber. Yes. I went into the cantina, bought a drink. Yeah. I watched I, someone build the robot, but I did not build. Like, not, like, next to them, but I watched I think I, from I, across the I got the, the gist. Yeah. Um, I, I went to Docking Bay 7. Okay. I didn't go inside there. Okay. Then, <laughs> this is going to be interesting. I don't have that. I went to I went to the other quick service location. I I, I, I did all the food, I think, um, for the most part. And we I did Millennium Falcon three times, one in each row. Same. So, again, thank you uh, to the cast member that allowed me to come in. His name is Sean. And I also went with Hughes with Hughes, Brad Hughes. Um, so, huge thank you. This he is, should be here in my corner because I feel like he would help. Oh, my gosh. He would help you. Yeah. Um, so, I, I want to put a disclaimer out there that these thoughts are uncurated, un, unresearched because these are thoughts. Mm-hmm. I'm, these are not facts. So, again, I know a lot of people won't listen to this podcast for the facts. Um, right out of the gate, we're not going to be dishing out facts. This is for comedy and fun and and thought purposes and opinion. Right. If anybody actually and cares, to further about our it. friendship, uh, right? Sure, right. And actually, and then destroy it. Yeah. <laughs> um, if anybody cares what I even think anymore, um, but I I would also put a disclaimer out there that this is not Galaxy's Edge in its prime, and I'm not just talking about Rise of the Resistance. This is the first two days of yeah. cast member previews. Yep. We're not even to AP previews yet. Nope. So again, very fortunate that we got to go, but we also realize that like the cast members are, s- learning. are learning, um, and that's not supposed to be condescending. They're just learning. Yeah, um, and, and there's so much to everything they do right. that I mean, it's like, gosh, I feel it's bad. It's gonna <laughs> take them a week or two to pick up. All and uh, up. and yeah. then another thing is that. All the experiences aren't there. Right. The like app. the app isn't there yet. And yeah. the most of the shows and walk around stuff is not. 
Right. Um, and I know that adds to the atmosphere of Batu. Um, and also, of course, Rise of the Resistance isn't open, but aren't you tired of hearing that by now? Yeah. Um, so with all that in mind, we know these things. I'm trying to keep them into account, but a lot of times I'm going to let it slip and I'm going to say something stupid like, I didn't feel like the whole land, like I didn't feel like it was really well fleshed out. And they're going to be like, well, it's because the app's not there yet. So that's going to happen. Right. But up front... I acknowledge that. So my later ignorance is not complete so ignorance. Does that mean it's like bonus it's worse. early points for yeah. me? Like I'll have those to right. pull out. Yeah, like you, I'm giving you something. Yet. Okay. So I don't know where you want to start, but I have a lot of thoughts on Galaxy's Edge. Okay, how about we start with what we expected going in? You go. Um, I expected it to be a lot smaller than it ended up being. Okay. I, I genuinely thought it was going to be kind of like a cramped little corner of the park that was going to be high in detail but very small, or I should, because everything we had seen, or at least everything I was watching, because I was trying to stay somewhat spoiler-free, was Same. of the Millennium Falcon, that sort of bizarre area. Mm -hmm. So I really knew nothing about the whole resistance area or that sort of first area bit with the blue uh, and green milk stand. Like those two corners of the land, I never really saw, so I didn't know they were there. Yes, I didn't... Um... I actually thought the size was about right because people were making a pretty big deal beforehand about like this huge. And so like my, my somewhere in my mind like said, well, it's not as big as people are exaggerating it to be, but it's also not going to be as small as I anticipated when they announced it, you know, five, right. seven, six years ago. So somewhere in between, I was like, I was very pleased with the size. I was impressed by the size. The size is going to, it's going to be real hard to fill that park up. It's going to. Good. Good, right? I think one one area where you and I actually are in agreement, and because you were saying this on Twitter the other day, is this silly concept that the fact that it's not shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder packed somehow makes it a failure. No. I think that's exactly the design they were going mm -hmm. for, and I think they're succeeding in that design. And it's going to be real hard for it, because of where Rise of the Resistance is, for it to ever be that way. Because yeah. they have so much room see that's the difference between this and pandora there's a lot of differences this is the only one but the only difference between pandora and star wars is that this one little thing just about to say one. just this one is that with pandora they're like they built flight of passage and they're like we're gonna open this groundbreaking technological ride with a 1400 person capacity and no real queue besides a few themed rooms and a and a like a few winding pathways and we'll see what happens and who would have thought that the queue would have overflowed? And so that was a lightsaber part that. Fell. Oh, sorry. I take that, that as my an bad. offense. Yeah. Well, it's like that's okay. $500. Um, but, you know, with with Pandora, uh, they the, the problem with Pandora is the way they have the queue. Mm -hmm. It feels like when Imagineering, like imagine, I imagine when Imagineering handed it over to management they just ran like they, it was a sealed envelope and they said, all right, here no it goes. And they just run away because they opened it. I'm like, where are we going to put the, we're going to have, what are you, what are you going to do? We're going to have a crossing guard. What are we, we going to have a crossing guard, like stop guests and let the queue go and then stop the queue and let the guests go. We're not, not our problem. Bye. Yeah. And they, and that's what they do. Like, you know, there's that crossing section where they actually have like, it's an operational. It's an, op oh, oh yeah. 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 Right the, yes. Yeah. And, and then they, you have it wrap all the way into the Lion King area of Animal Kingdom. You leave the theming of Pandora. And that's, Does it get that way? Yes. Really? I've, I've rope dropped a bunch and it gets that way every time. Interesting. Um, now, throughout the day, I'm sure it gets better um, because the, they open up the queues. And yeah, because I was going to say, I've never, I've never gone at rope drop, but and I've also never seen it like that as a result. I've gone at rope drop and I've gone at night. At night, 
it it's still just as long, but it's way more of a standstill, which is a huge issue. But that's not what this podcast is about. The uh, but the point being is that even in those rope drop moments when not all the turnstiles are up and when people are not all the way through, because another thing about Pandora is you have to climb. Yeah, <laughs> you have to climb true. a mountain. Yeah, pretty much. And so what happens is that there's a lot of like crowd blockage and there's a lot of flow and blockage and flow. Um, but with even with Rise, and I was looking around because I was like, here's Rise. And I looked around and I was like, this pathway is huge. They built for crowds. Yes, they built for crowds. And I was because I was worried like Millennium Falcon. I was like, this is in the middle of the land. Mm-hmm. That's going to that thing. I can see that overflowing outside around the Falcon. Maybe. Because the inner queue isn't that windy. But you go but, around the bottom, you go up top. I think there's a second. I remember hearing and I saw that there's a second little room. I thought the second one, because I know what you're talking about. I thought that was like um, single rider, fast pass. No, that there is a fast pass. Yeah. There is a single rider. And there's but, another. But I think when we went, uh-huh. like you would go and there's a turn outside. But the turn is like an artificial turn, like it's bro- dropped. So oh, I think there's right. more. Yes, that's queue. right. That's right. You're so right. I don't know if there's another room or if it's just more. But I'm imagining it's going to wrap a little more. But even then, you know, mine, mine. Even if it does get outside and it does go a little. Other than the Falcon itself, there's no traffic blockage there. Yeah, because that isn't that like the, that's kind of the corner, right? Yeah, it's the back. There's nothing. There's nothing back in that direction. There's the the curves. It's it's kind of like it's in the middle, but it's also tucked with its back up against the wall. There's right. nothing you wouldn't go around, you know. Right, and this is, I guess, I I mean, yeah. So this is us figuring stuff out. And I know by now you've listened to a thousand Galaxy's Edge podcasts. We didn't go to get to go to California, so this is or they're they're awesome, and they held off until they wanted just right. our. They wanted to, the defunct land rob right. place. Exactly. So, <laughs> with all that being said, um, the I was very happy with the size. I loved how big it was. I didn't think it was too big. I thought it was. I thought they nailed the size. I thought the areas that were big were really good. I liked how the marketplace was. Didn't feel like a little cove. It yeah. felt like it was just dead center because mm-hmm. I think it was, but. Because uh, I was worried. I was like, the marketplace, oh, it's going to be a little like you're going to go inside and go. It's going to be like Morocco at Epcot. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't. Um, but it wasn't. It was it felt very lively. And the way that's like that's you know, that's the time where there are crowds, mm-hmm. but it adds to the theming and it's not. And there's so many escapes. Yeah. And, but it, it that works really well. Um, so, yeah. So that was your initial thoughts with the crowd. Let's. Yeah, I thought uh, I was taken aback at how detailed everything. I do have a lot of negative opinions, too, but uh, (laughs) I I was taken aback at how detailed everything in the land. was. Okay, well, uh, what are your thoughts before I'm going in? How big of a Star Wars fan are you? I am a lifelong 10 years old, like super went to film school because of Star Wars. Like it is ingrained in my DNA. Yeah, but I'm also I'm super into Star Wars, but I'm one of those like. I don't want to say purist because I don't care that much because um, I can get enjoyment from all the films. Right. Um, but I I am original trilogy centric. I mean, that's my favorite trilogy. Well, of course. But but I I really haven't branched out as a fan past okay. that. I love those movies. I worship them. I've watched them way too many times. I'm that kind of fan. But I'm, I'm not that interested in the books. Okay, yeah, I'm not was, that interested in the comics. I had that age where I I have a box full of books, a box full of comics, played all the games. But not the Disney one. All of the, 
I mean, well, I, 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 played, I fell out long before. Like, I kind of fell out of that stuff during the prequel era. So right, I just well, never I got mean, back in. I played it. the yeah. Star Wars RPGs, but that's a different story. The um, those were great. Yeah. Um, and also terrible, which is what made them great. Because <laughs> I were just not remember, well I, never, I never played the game so much as I would look at all of the the info. Like, I'd get the book yeah. of all the ship names and like Star Wars RPG. At it. least the one I played um a lot was is really funny because it worked so like in D D, yeah you're playing with arrows and like fireballs and so it's like you hit someone oh that's five hit points it's pretty easy to hit them because it's like oh fireball 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 like oh ow 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 with the star wars one it's like really hard to hit someone with a blaster but if you do oh, when you they're do it, dead. They're, they're and so it's like it's super funny um but you know i'm i was a huge star wars fan in the recent years haven't cared that much okay because i basically I don't know what happened. I think it's, I, I don't know. I just, a part of me just kind of, I think it's the fan base makes it a little harder to like because it's either I'm just not worthy of the fan base. You know, it's not as well and people change. Like, look, I, I was reading all the books and the comics and I was super into it. And I saw episode seven, seven times in theaters. Like I like, I saw the new four. Movies. So I enjoy them a lot. Um, I'm one of the people who I actually enjoyed The Last Jedi. I liked Rogue One. I liked Solo. Like, I like the movies, but I don't know. I've reached a point where I guess I don't have the time or commitment to, like, read all the books. So, like, that yeah. just phase that out. And see, I didn't like The Last Jedi, but I'm not one of those people that didn't like The Last Jedi. Right. Like You don't that. think Star Wars is ruined you? No, no, it, no. You know Star, I mean? you can, well, I do think it's, it's one of the – it's like uh, the – it's like the end of the Return of the Jedi is comically retroactively ruined. That's just a fact. Like all of them, like yum nubbing and knowing, like knowing what happens. But that's with anything. That's literally with anything. It's just, it's just comical. It's like when Indiana Jones, like it's like if we saw Indiana Jones die in number five, him riding off in the sunset to the Last Crusade would just be inherently more comical to saying. me. I get what you're like everyone's like, we did it, we defeated the Empire, and then you watch like. Oh my god, it's their back. <laughs> it's just like like just an immediate hard cut. But anyway, but I don't care about that much. I just but also I thought I was a Star Wars fan until I saw like till the internet connected me with other Star Wars fans. And that's when I realized, oh, because you know, when you're a kid, you know, it's like and I this was before Star Wars was cool. So I was like the Star Wars fan that and I, I hate to be that guy, but I was like, I was I was it before I was cool, but it was like it was like a risk to say you were a Star Wars fan, like in, especially in like a high school setting. People were, and if I wore a Star Wars shirt, you know, I you know get made fun of, and it was. But but to me, I was like, who cares? And you know, it's that, and it's like I'm, you know, I was a nerd that way. Um, but I guess I was never the nerd nerd about it. I was never the the that kind of nerd. So that that's going in. We can get into the land, but you know, so that's where I was coming from. I was a very hardcore casual fan. That's how okay. I would describe myself. That's a good way to okay. Which did not help with this land at all. Interesting. Um, but anyway, so going in, you know, but my expectations, I had very not, I had very few expectations because I've we've heard. Well, I'm glad I didn't go to opening day, in Disneyland, not because I missed out, and I'm just saying that retroactively to make myself feel better, <laughs> but because I think it was good because I, I I liked I liked going in because basically I had no impressions. Because I'd heard the gamut from this is the best thing you'll ever see in your life. No theme park will ever beat this too. This is the biggest failure that Disney's ever put out and right. I hate it. So like I was like, I don't know what to expect. I've heard everything. So it was like, it was like, it's better going in. It's not like I wasn't going in blind. I was going in knowing 
that I had no idea. You could fall anywhere. I could go. I could fall anywhere in that spectrum. And uh, okay, so well, I fell in. I fell into mostly loving it. Like I walked out of the land at the end of the night and looked at the rest of Hollywood Studios. That's that's unfair because uh, I didn't. I didn't fall in love with it. But at that same feeling, interesting. It, I walk. You walk out of that place, and you're just like, "Oh my gosh, I'm back at Hollywood Studios." Right? Because it feels like a new park. Yeah, it feels like a new bar for them. And that's where I think the like. So I said this, but when I just like burst into your house after you know knocking <laughs> on your door in the you rain, in the I door, said it was very. Violent. I said you know there's a lot to see, not a lot to do. Mm-hmm. And of course, this is because a lot of those experiences aren't there yet, but. It's still, even with those shows, that's not something to do, in my opinion. You know, shows aren't that really, you know. And, and, and I don't even I don't even think shows is the right word. Because what they need it, to add are interactive games through the app. Right. And little interactive moments with characters that isn't like. I but I don't like hear, that. Because I, I, right, right, I, I, I don't like going to hoopty do because I'm afraid I'm going to get called on. So it's not even <laughs> show in the sense of like, oh, 1230, let me go to the Falcon and go watch, you know, Ray fight somebody. Right. It's more like, oh, there's Ray over there. If, you know, I have you ever done Sleep No More? What's that? So it's an it's a uh, immersive play in New York where it's six floors. No. And you wander. The I, space okay, I've heard about this. Yes. But there are moments where the characters will interact with you directly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're literally call them one on ones. And people will go over and over in hopes of getting that one on one because they they feel like it adds so much to the experience. And that's where that's how it was marketed. That's how it was pitched. And that even and so the, I'm, this is me speaking ignorantly, but I, I believe this to be true. <laughs> that you can write on my gravestone. <laughs> that this, is marketed this way. No, or, this is me speaking ignorantly, oh, but okay. but but I believe this to be true. <laughs> um, but it was it was marketed this way. I think even with all those experiences that they're describing, it's not going to be that, and it'll never be that. I think it already is though. Not here, but from everything I've heard about California, I think it's already started. But. It's it's are there droids? I don't know about droids. Are there aliens? Uh, there are characters. I've are there creatures? I don't know. Other than Chewbacca, I don't know. And that's where. But did they market they were going to do that stuff? I th- I know they marketed droids. Remember when they when they wiped them out of that Photoshop? They photoshopped them out of that picture. Really? Do you not remember that? No. So there was a photo. Remember that photo everyone was making fun of when they're like, "You will never see Galaxy's Edge of this empty ever." And it was like those two, it was the dad holding the little girl's hand and they were walking in. Yes, yes. Well, the, that photo originally had droids in it and they scrubbed them out after they, really? they announced they were going to be droids. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. And they wow. scrubbed them out. Um, so with that, I, you know, I mix, it doesn't. So shout out to Jenny Nicholson. She's been on the podcast before. She's a very funny person and yep. a great content creator. Mm-hmm. If, if she prefers that title or YouTuber, whatever. Um, I know that's a. Adverse title. We're all point. video producers. Video Kevin. producers. Yes, I'm a documentary filmmaker. Um, but uh, you know, she she pointed out in her Pandora video, which I thought was really funny, is that there are no Navi in Pandora, so it just feels really awkward, and that's how it feels on Batu at the moment. Even with Chewbacca, I mean, because he's that does he doesn't count. He blends in so like with the with the whole like start Disney parks now, right? Because they've just. Chewbacca the heck out of the parks. And it's Chewbacca. It's not a Wookiee. It's Chewbacca. It's Chewbacca. It's not a generic, you know. Um, yeah, it's not like Ma from Holiday Special. Um, <laughs> I love that little Chewy. I'm looking for Lumpy. Lumpy, yes, that was his name. <laughs> um, so with that in mind, it feels 
And this is this is because of the experience we have. So I guess let's start. Let's talk about. Let's actually structure. Try to structure this. Okay. okay. So we'll say Millennium Falcon and the lightsaber building, all that for later, okay. and the food for later. Let's just talk about right now walking through the land and interacting with people as you're walking through the land, interacting with cast members. Um, so interactivity and immersive. Uh, I would say you you actually you start. I I'm the, I'm the so host, I, I we were we went on different days, and again, cast members are still learning. But I generally had a pretty positive experience with all the cast members. I had no negative experiences with the cast members. I want to throw that out there. I just, it was clear that they were learning. Right. It just, I just accidentally touched your leg. That's never happened in a debate before. And I'm holding, I'm holding the lightsaber hilt here. So I and can, I'm holding the blade. Thing, what does this, that mean? <laughs> this thing weighs like, uh, like a good 10 pounds. I right. could take you down with this thing. Um, no, like it's, uh, for as much as we keep prefacing with they're still learning, I only had like one interaction where it felt like they stumbled. It's not stumbling I'm talking about. It's it's not learning. They know their lines. They've uh-huh. had them. <laughs> it's it's that they are they're not able to act act. They're not able to live the characters. Okay. Um and I don't want to be like a like a Stanley Kubrick like <laughs> do it again. What's but, your motivation what's your as motiv- you sell yeah, me this hot you, dog what, taco? What, <laughs> but 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 uh, because they are, it's a combination of a few things. One, when you go to a cast member preview, which I've never been before, most of it is just the cast members hugging the guests. Because they all know, they all know each other. <laughs> um, which is very awkward because then they immediately go back into character. So it's like this. They'll be like, if I was if I was Kevin and you were Rob and I was like, I, hello, good, good, good sons, my my brethren, or whatever. Like good, good moons. What is it? Rising, rising moons. Robert, have you been here before? I've seen you somewhere. Give me a hug. I love you so much. It's great. It's so great. Are working on Tuesday? Are you working on Tuesday? Anyways, I know. I, I, and they turn to the guest. I've seen this guy before. You've been here before, haven't you? Um, and it's and I'm and I'm like uh, and so I was with the cast member and this guy's super popular. So he's always getting that. And it's like, oh, w- Sean, bright suns. I've seen you here before. Hey, man, it's so great to see you. Hey, did you get that text from Charlie? Anyways, oh, well, I'll see you later. You enjoy your day on but two, and thanks for coming back. And I'm like, oh my god. And so it's it's a it's a lot of that. So that is an experience uh-huh. that you'll never get again because that's just right, like, that's a right. cast member preview experience. And it's because it's the second day. So well, I'm gonna make friends with all the cast members, so, so I actually so you have that experience every time. Yeah, I so go. you'll be that guy, right? right. Um, um, I didn't run into that that often. Like I saw it from afar a couple I, of times. I, but none with anybody I was interacting with at the time. I was with a very popular two cast members. Okay, that's yeah. Um, and so like they were really really great guys, really nice guys. So they like had a bunch of friends, and they've been I guess been working there. So <sighs> with that, um, the other thing about the interactivity is I don't know if it's going to get better or worse with a different audience. I feel like it's gonna. So you don't even know what I'm going to say, but you're like you're already cringing. But uh. I think so. Right now, the issue is people are not initiating the the guests are not initiating the interactions Be, because it's a new concept. And Pandora, they gave up after a week, but <laughs> here they're not going to. Hopefully, fingers, fingers crossed. Hopefully, they will, but not after a week. Um, so it's this it's this weird situation where the cast member, and again, this might be because the cast member previews they want to practice. Um, 
but they want to get into these conversations. But we as guests either know, like, we're, it's just, I don't, but I think it's going to get worse without, what I'm trying to say is, here's how it works right now. I'm Kevin, you're Rob. Right. I don't know why I keep saying this. I'm just going to say, let's use us as examples. Instead of saying, I'm you're Kevin, you're You're a lot of new listeners <laughs> yeah. this episode. <laughs> We've been gone. It's been on hiatus. Um, so, you know, it, it's it's like this. If if this is how it happens, at the cast member preview at least. Right. Um, you say, um, so it, it, you're like, uh, can I have a... Whatever, like a, a yin yang yeah, taco yeah. thing. Hyper, hyperdrive. That's I, a drink can, in the canteen. Can I have a hyperdrive? Yeah. I'd be like, oh, good sons to you. Well, what a fine drink. Did you know that this this uh, this old Wookiee used to come in here and do this? And I don't know. I, you know, I already ordered my drink. I don't want that. <laughs> that kind of thing. It's, it's like they want to have those interactions. Yeah. And the audience isn't giving it to them. At least my group. Okay. Um, but my group was into it. They they were okay with those interactions, and I was kind of into it. I wanted to have those interactions, but I mean, again, we're not. It's not running a full steam. But my question is, you know, is cast member previews with you know they just got their scripts, they're just learning, they're getting better, but they're also working off of an audience that is open and willing and understanding of the experience versus the average versus guest. versus an experienced cast member with the average guest which is of course from Brazil. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like which is that going to be this is that going to be a net value of like is, is it going to be a net zero? I'd imagine they'd have to get better at being able to tell the difference between the guest like see the guest and know which one is going to play ball versus Profiling. which one just wants their hot dog taco right. and you know that that's it cuz I don't know. Like I had those interactions and I agree with you in that I had in almost every interaction I had that was like in character. It started with them coming to me. Right. But as a like a Star Wars fan who wants the immersion, I was like, yes, give me all of this. Like, give me more of those. I, I want that. But I think the main problem is they weren't. They weren't playing personalities. No. And that's they're going to get better. Yeah. I hope. But. See, for me, some were. In the cantina, they were. Well, the cantina, but out in, like, the bazaar, no. Because, but they're having this, it's, the reason I say, the reason I'm even making this critique or this kind of note, despite us knowing that that this is going to change in some way, is that it's a situation where they have two jobs to do. They are a functional cast member with that has to do a full job, which I don't know if you've been to Disney World, but that's hard enough. Yeah, that's a lot of work. That's a full time. And out in the heat. Most yeah, of the and, time. It's, and it's yeah. not, you can't turn your brain off. So it's like, you have to be fully there. Right. And their second job is to be an actor. Yeah. And so I don't know, can you do that personality? Because I think it's, you know, you, it's in order to make it realistic, you, so there's two personalities of immersion and theme parks at the moment. There's snarky, and there's nice. Those are the only two that I've maybe wise. Be, I only say that because of the. Would you? Would you? Where? Where would you count like a Tower of Terror haunted mansion cast? That's mode? definitely snarky. That's snarky. You think? Yeah, it's dark snarky, but it's still okay. it's still kind of like it's it's just straight. The fun is in like oh look at how oh, they're acting. Yeah. Yeah. Look at them. Look at them. They're acting that way, and yeah. it's like that's you know that's kind of the immersion. That's Trader Sam's. The, the they're snarky. Skipper Canteen, Jungle Cruise, Snarky, mm-hmm. and then other immersion like for Batu guest services, very nice, um, or very musical theater. Um, and that's another issue. But a friend of mine keeps using the term Renaissance Fair 
As yes, a, as a sort that of is it. Renaissance. That fair. is it. It's like a Renaissance fair, but it's worse than that. It's like a high school field trip to a Renaissance fair. <laughs> we are not ready for the intensity of, of a, what they're dishing okay. out. But they're not allowed to stop. You know, the only way to learn to swim is to <laughs> get thrown headfirst into the deep end and, and so, struggle until you you just like get used to swimming. And so I uh, that all said, you know, the cast members are going to get better. But I think the interactions, it's going to be interesting to see how they go, because there's there's room for some really good ones. But, you know, there's a there's a break. There's a limit to how much they can get into character before they can no longer functionally do their jobs because yeah. you can't play a liar. It's not like that's it's, it's not like I'm I'm a cashier and part of my personality is that I'm a liar. That'll be forty dollars. <laughs> but to to that point, I'd imagine those characters or those personalities would be the walkarounds. Sure. And then because their job is then solely to act, and they have no function besides adding to the immersion. So you don't have to worry about right. I don't expect somebody selling me merch. No, to, no, no. And, and I don't expect I don't expect right. that either. What I'm and those things will come. Um, My fear is they'll go. Like, I don't know if you caught on the way they have terminology for everything that is not our term. When they hand me a receipt, it's not a receipt. They go, here, here's your cargo slip. Yeah. I'm, What's your credentials? And I love that stuff. Uh, and I'm afraid in two weeks I out of confusion, they'll be like, okay, we're going to go back to receipt. Too many people didn't understand what we were doing. And so I'm going to tell you the story. Remind me when we get to the food. Okay. And I'm going to tell you the story of the cast member interaction. Because it's uh, stick around if you're already bored. It's a great story, um, but uh, but anyway. So that's interactivity and immersion. I felt I wanted more for sure. I, I wanted it more, felt but like it, there needed to be more. But it felt I felt like there I needed to be more. But uh, you know, it's a cast member preview. Yeah. But it's it's also I'm more talking about the style of it. In that they're going to fall into their characters. I don't know how it's going in Disneyland. I also try to keep myself a lot in the dark. So maybe those people have already fought, like, you know, established their characters, but it feels like we have, it feels like, have you ever been to like a high school, like, uh, like theater showcase from like theater kids that were forced to put on a show? Yeah. Uh, like theater, like, Oh, I signed up for a theater class. Cause I thought it'd be easier than math. And right. so then I have to put on a show and it's like, they are all in a line getting up to the microphone being like, I'm a I'm a sailor that just got home from the war and it just feels like that it feels like a lot of backstory and a lot of memorization without a lot of immersion heart into putting it out there. Yeah, but it's it's their second day so why am I even right. complaining about this? And also in theory I imagine Disney's got the best like they had the cream of the crop to pick from of all their cast members to like cuz you know what I mean it's not like Oh well, we're we're gonna have to grab whoever to 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 stock and Batu and have them working like right. No, everyone, like, everyone oh, they they're great with character interaction. Maybe right, and get... and maybe that was a thought process, but they're and I, this is ignorance. This is me just not knowing, and I'm sure I'm wrong, and people are gonna get mad. But is there a possibility that these are just the best cast members, but they're not the best actors? Uh, is that a possibility? What if probably. like what what if you know what if Tim. Is Tim Tim at the at the at the restaurant? And again, who cares if it's the restaurant, right? But you know, if it's Tim at the restaurant, but they but they do care because they're trying and they're forcing them to do this. You know, Tim at the restaurant may might not be the best actor. He might not be the best you know immersive cast member. But he's the nicest guy. He has the best reviews. He's the hardest worker. He's the you know the, he's the guy. Oh, have you met Tim? He's that guy. But that's totally but a possibility. Is that but I maybe also not? Don't know. I don't know. I, I, you know. I mean, I'm sure. It seems, seems, seems logical. It's it seems. Seems like it might be a mix, and that's probably the case. Is, is it the is it the cream of the crop, or is it the best actors? Because those are two different categories. Sure. 
Those are definitely. But also, good. I don't think I don't know. I guess I just don't need that much acting out of like your merch shop cast member and or so the that, food. Like I want I that out of the characters, <laughs> but out of the, the the like merch cashiers. You know, give me weird different words for you know credit card and call it a day. Like that to me is enough to 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 maintain my immersion. I don't need them to further it. So then back up. So yeah, cast member. As long as it gets, and we'll, I'll talk about when we get into the lightsaber experience because it's my main gripe, and this I've heard this gripe before in the Disneyland version too. Um, but as long as it gets a little less melodramatic, as long as they can tone it down and fall into those characters, which I'm sure they can, and it wasn't bad. Yeah, it just yeah. wasn't. It wasn't worth. It wasn't worth it for me to to like to ask anything. Because I just, I felt like I, and I think it's a cast member preview. I felt like I was testing them and I felt kind of bad doing it. It's like their second day. What am I supposed to do? Be like, oh, where are you from? And I like look at them like, do you know backstory? I'm Bob Iger. And then you're I rip the off secret, a mask. Yeah, you're the you secret know? executive <laughs> testing. Yeah. Um, but, but at the same time, you know, I didn't get that experience. But I also got to go early and there was lower crowds. And so I'm super happy and I'm not at all. my Okay. So that's just, that's a Kickstarter to my other concern of immersion. And, and uh, is that the guests. Yeah, the guests are going to be the thing that is going to kill the immersion. It's not going to be the cast members. The and, and that was going to be the case from day one, because unless you're forcing the guests to dress up and follow a script, you know, they're still going to be theme park guests. Have you heard David Foster Wallace's graduation, like commencement speech at some college? No, it's a call. Uh, What's water or something? Nope. I, I listened to it one day. Um, it's a it's a pretty good. Um, for the, that's it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no. So, so there's this, he, he tells us that's your recommendation break. He tells us anecdote uh-huh. where it's like, you know, there's two fish swimming and another fish swims by and he says, Hey, bo- Hey boys, how's the water today? And those two fish keep swimming. And then, you know, a few, few, few swim, like swims ahead. They, one turns the other and says, what the hell is water? Because of, because they're a fish, because they're, they're, yeah. they're just surrounded by it. And so. You know, that, I saw someone wearing a Star Wars shirt and I turned to Brad and I said, what the hell is Star Wars? <laughs> and so and so that's where that's that gets me to my next point is not. Well, OK, so real quick. Also, side note, it's funny you say that because yesterday I was wearing a Han Solo shirt and a cast member saw the shirt and was like, you know, the story of Han Solo and like use that. As that's a what we're going to. Yeah, point. that's what, what I'm going to get into. OK, so this is. It's it's kind of it's it's actually very. I would have loved to have been in the meeting where they basically said, "Here are the movies, here are the books. We're going to build a land, and we are going to figure out how to get these people from Earth to play along, but not too much. And we're going to get them to be immersed, but not so much that they you know start punching people in the face and start fighting the cantina. But it, and so, but we also have to make sure that like they know the movies. And so, what it, what they did is like they're like, oh, any picture of Luke Skywalker, that's propaganda for the Jedi's, um, which is you know that's a brainstorm. That's a good. Yeah. It's, it's a clever, clever way to do it's it. It's a clever solution. It's not a clever thing on its own, but it's a clever solution. Um, but it and it also kind of explains why. So Star Wars, because I know Pan the Avatar is a documentary, right. Yeah. Is Star Wars? That's uh, a good question. Well, well, here's the, and we don't know yet because at the time of recording, it's not complete, but there's the five issue mm. comic series. Okay. There's also the fact that this takes place before episode nine. Mm, yes. Can, are they going to change it? Like after nine comes out, is it going to then take place after 
nine, and then they they adjust it's, it's it gonna by be, putting it, Kylo Ren on the good guys because it'll totally get redeemed in last episode, sort of thing. It's it, it's going to be interesting because. It's going to be totally dictated by Rise because the rest of the land is intelligently designed to the point where you can't even you can't even tell in a Smuggler's Run what era you're in. You can be in any era, right? Yeah, unless you know who, because the 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 Hondo in the pre-show, yeah, he's an established character. Yeah, but he's been EU. alive for like a few years. I I don't know enough about him to know if he. I, like, I guess what it, his it, age it, range. Okay, is. like I'm sure like so, anytime like, Han Solo owns the Falcon, so like you yeah. know. And so, well, not even because they say Chewie was convinced to lend, so that could imply it takes place after seven. Sure, because there's no mention of Han in that ride. Okay, but how easy would that be to change? Change the voiceover, I guess. I guess I mean that that character. You could say, oh, that character. He lives for two thousand years. Yeah. He was born. Well, that's the thing. I don't know that. I know he's established, so there must be a backstory. But I personally don't and so know what I was it is. like. I was doing, you know, the jerk thing. So I did a couple things. I was that guy a few times um, where I so like one of the things I did is that guy. And this is all in, in the interactivity and immersion section of this is I would go around the land and I would be like, have you all been to Earth? It's crazy. It's like this, but better. So you were the one trying to break it. You're trying to break Star Wars. No, I was trying to. I was like. Test and see. No, I wasn't even testing. I was just trying to be, I was, I wasn't going around to actual people and saying that I was just talking to Brad right. and all the, and, and Sean and my friends. But I was like, <laughs> I was just like, man, earth is way better than this. It never rains like this on earth. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, look at that tree. Have you ever been to earth? We have forests. It's a bunch of trees together. It's in a, it's in a, like a biome. It's amazing. And, uh, you all don't know biomes. Over you don't here know biomes you because one, you, you one, want one per planet, but right, like, you're a but, one trick per planet. We, we have, we have all the, we have all sorts of stuff. And I'm like, America's great. Have you ever been to America? It's on earth. You never been to earth. Earth is amazing. And so, because, you know, because that actually fits within the story they're making. I'm an off worlder. I'm from earth, right? I'm me. I don't know if that's the story though. Is it not? Because no, because that would have to admit that it's because it's not a long time ago in about because it's not a long time ago. It was like it was today. I don't. I don't <laughs> think that's the case. I think you're in Star Wars now. Okay. So I didn't. But I don't. I don't think. I don't think within the narrative you're from Earth. Okay. As so, far as I know, unless there's something else out there. Okay. So I'm from another planet that sells you're Hawaiian a shirts. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and why wouldn't there be? <laughs> In the why Star Wars universe, Hawaiian shirts. They're fantastic. <laughs> they are. They're amazing. Um, I don't know how it took me this long. They're though. tropical planets, and somebody was like, take that tree, put it on a shirt. You're many Felucia. Times. It's like this, but with big flowers. It's hot. <laughs> Most people died there. It's a, it's a Felucia shirt. You ever played Battlefront? <laughs> um, and so with with that, is so that was one of the times I was that guy. Um the other time with that guy, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I forgot the other time, but I, 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 whenever I was, um, whenever I said like, "What the hell is Star Wars? What is that?" It's like it's a movie. What? what? And so, and so, uh, it, it's just. But I think the canon. Okay, so this is this goes into my Pixar theories. Okay. So, Wally, not Wally. Um, let's think. Uh, so Inside Out. Mm -hmm. um, Inside Out is a film that establishes a world and then it's just a very weird kind of inner working. I'm trying to think of a trying to th I don't even think that's the best example. Um, I'm trying to think of a good Pixar movie to do this with. What's a good like concept Pixar movie? Oh, okay. Let's do Toy Story. 
Okay. Good. So like Toy Story is like, so you get a suspension of disbelief, right? Right. Toys come to life. Right. And you're like, okay, whatever. That's it's a movie. Thing. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, and I would never be a nitpicker and be like, well, toys don't actually come to life. But then they started throughout the movie, started to like kind of ask make that question rules. themselves. Yeah. Right. Start to make rules. Is this like the Buzz Light? You're like, why does he stop? Right. Why well, does he stop moving? When... Right. And it's like, I don't want to get into nitpicky plot holes like that, but you are the one that brought it up. Like, you know, it, the movie brought it up. Right. So I'm not allowed to ask questions. Right. The movie is talking about it. I'm not allowed to. And that's how I felt with this. It was like, you know, if they would have just been like, it's Star Wars on the planet. But they were like, no, that's propaganda. Like, no, this is that like they 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 worked so hard to specify certain things. And like, that's not a phone. That's a data pad. And this is but that it actually it was like, so I'm allowed to ask this next question, which is where am I from and who am I? And they're like, don't think about that. Is Star Wars a movie? Or do they say, don't think about it? Or do they say, what is the end? Where are you from? Because I think people, I think people and fans especially. I, I thought we were from that. Earth. No, see, I didn't pick up on that. I thought it's like you are now a citizen in the Star Wars universe. Where are you from? Great question. Where Where do you want to be from? Are you from Coruscant? Are you from Tatooine? Well, that's, like, that's, that's up that, to you that, to I figure mean, out. That's really cool. And I and I agree that that's awesome. Um, I just did. I didn't know that. But people want, and that's where the guests, and the, the, that's that, the thing. I think a lot of guests won't do that. It's going to be split. I, 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 have... I, I researched theme parks like full time now, and I didn't know that it wasn't from Earth. Well, that was, unless somebody corrects us, and they very well might. But They're going to because both of us have different opinions. It's either we're right or one of us is right or one of us is wrong. Right. They would never one of us acknowledge that you're from Earth. I thought it, because they were always like, hello, traveler. And I guess it's just like, in my mind, it never even occurred to me the thought that I would just be robbed from Earth. It was more like, oh, we're all playing this game of... See, I thought play, I pretend. was robbed from Earth. I well, thought I was Robert Everybody plays. can be Rob Plays from Earth. I was kicking over trash cans and saying, I'll do whatever I want. I'm Rob Plays. But the fees to actually say you are me from Earth are very high. Right. And you'll Which is, a lot oh, of money. by the way, I'm going to forget this when we get to the cantina. But there's no way to break immersion better than the first ingredient on the on the drinks list being Powerade. Power <laughs> I'm just like, what? Yeah. You you spent a billion dollars. You were that close. It's for powering at the it's, first. It's, and you know what? <laughs> I feel like there had to be one Imagineer somewhere who was like, can we just break the law and pay the fine and not list it? Please. There had to be conversations. Like, can we just put, like, allergies blue? be damned. Can we just call it this hyperdrive and not list the ingredients? Well, can, please? We, can we just not make it powering? Like, is that so hard? Can we reach out to Powerade and let them, like, put the. Put like the little. <laughs> but did you notice the soda fountains were all Star Wars themed? Yeah, it was incredible, amazing. Who cares? Well, they went. I'm saying they went that far to they allowed right custom branding for all these soda brands in a Star Wars sort of you know uh, code. Yeah, of but it was still a super. But they were still down to like just call it. I don't know power. I, you have to. I guess there's a there's a law somewhere. I know you got to list those things. It's like power in TM. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh good. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad Batu's not stealing our patents like China. Uh, <laughs> they, they figured out the recipe for power. <laughs> we gotta go, we gotta go to Batu. They figured out the recipe. They're, they're setting up tariffs. It's terrible. They could have just gone the extra step and just been like water. High fructose corn syrup. Just go, 
I'll just go into the now the ingredients of Powerade so, instead of saying Powerade. So I guess the, I guess the last part of immersion that my whole spiel was about is the guest immersion is what's going to ruin it because you thought you were from wherever you want to be. I thought I was from Earth. Mm-hmm. Other people thought that they were from Batu because they were like, I'm a huge Star Wars. Some people came directly out of the Star Wars gift shop from Star Tours yeah. wearing giant, obnoxious Star Wars shirts. Like, I mean, there was a few subtle ones, like everybody in my group, you know, if you have Star Wars in your shirt, not, not a big deal. But there was some people like with, I, there was one person, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to shame people for wearing a certain type of shirt, but someone was wearing a shirt that had light. It was like one of the, have you ever seen a shirt that looks like a tuxedo, but it's a t-shirt with a tuxedo print? Yeah, it was yeah. like that with a TIE fighter pilot. Gotcha. And I was like, what is going, you know, and that's where it's like, you know, we're going to ruin it. It's going to be us that ruins it. But Yes. It's and it's it's something that's not going to change over time quickly. But I think the people I I think the outlet for the people who do go in going, I'm so and so from Coruscant and I'm totally into this. And I saw people yesterday dressed as Star Wars characters, not like with T-shirts and stuff, but like in cosplay almost. Yeah, it's, there's some of it was bridging so on cosplay, things, and they got away with it because it was a cast member preview. It's going to be interesting to see what they allow and what they don't. Well, but did they you did see it all of those posts when the when it first opened in California when they were doing this ridiculous rule: you can't wear the robes that you right. Buy, but they were showing what you, you can, can dress do. like this. You can't dress right. Like but that. They, they were doing the Disney chic, where it's like I'm not dressed like a Disney princess. I'm fitness Ariel, right. and that's but that's but what with it is. Star Wars, but I it works it better. better. It does. You're yeah. right. It works better. And I, but that's where it's like. You know, why am I complaining about this? Is this a complaint? I think it is. But it's because you the, want it all or nothing. I, th- I, I was advertised at all. And then I right. see, you know, even me, I'm in a Hawaiian shirt. I think I'm, from, all, I'm from Felucia, though. The real all is going to be. <laughs> it's hot there. There's flowers. Have you been there? It's the crazy. Star Wars Hotel, where room, the rumor is you are going to get a costume. You know, you are. That, and, you know, this could be the beginning of, of some. I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the beginning of something yeah. crazy. Maybe, or it's going to go in the opposite direction. We're not sure. Um, it could be in the middle. Like it could I be in the middle. Like, what I think they're going to do is they're going to do. I think they're. It's going to be. You know, they're going to start doing four hours at the end of the day, extra charge, more cosplays allowed. That would be amazing. They're going to do it. They have yeah. to. Um, and then those experiences are going to be better. But at the same time, it's going to be a lot harder when the land is packed, and it's not going to be the crowd flow is going to be great. But even with great crowd flow. A lot of people in a land, every person you add, it's harder to do that immersion. Yeah. I think it's just an accepted reality of it is that especially with Disney, if it was another company, I could see another company putting their foot down and going, this is an immersive experience. You got to play along or this isn't for you. Disney's not that company. They're going right. to go, all right, you want to wear but your. That's how they shirt? advertised it. They pretended in their that this was going right. to be that. And. I knew it was never true, but now that I know it's not true in the present, I think it kind of comes with the common sense expectation of like it's still a theme park. I know it's a common. I know it was common sense, yeah. but you know the idea that, and you know, even when you're at Hogwarts, which is you know, I don't think the immersion at Hogwarts is is I think it's on par with this. I think it's about the same. It's easier because that's just a world where right, and actually kind of because it's easy to be like for us, a British accent means you're a character. Yeah, like one of my one of my best friends has a British accent, and I'm like, this is hilarious <laughs> all the time. But you know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, what's their personality? The British. It's much easier. Um, and so, yeah. But but that's kind of you know Hogwarts and and 
that whole debacle we can get into maybe. But uh, but as far as immersion, the guests, I mean, it's it wasn't there for the cast member preview. I have a feeling, and I'm sure they're having these conversations, but they pulled back pretty hard on some of those pretty ambitious stuff they're doing. And it's it's definitely not murder, bur- murder dinner night. It's, no, it's not it's that. Not. And maybe I'm it sad. Maybe for individuals. Maybe if they get good enough at telling who's into it and who isn't, your experience might not be fully there because you're going to go, well, all these other guests who aren't playing along are ruining it for me. Well, but, it's, it's, it's not necessarily that. And I, I'm not saying, oh, this person's ruining no, it for no, me. But, but it, it takes just, away it, from that immersion. Well, well yeah, it, it does. I mean, I, th- I think that's fair. It's not, it's, it doesn't, but does it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't ruin my personal happiness levels. Right. It, but it, it the immersion of it, experience. Right. But now is like a whatever. How do you think it would change if, you know, six months in, the Rays and the Chewbacca's and the Stormtroopers get good enough at going, oh, that person's ready to play along. That one isn't. So now as you as a person who's like, I'm ready to play along, are getting all these experiences because you're being sought out. And does that help you sort of put the blinders on to, you know, the family of four who doesn't care and is just like wondering where the nearest chicken nuggets are? Like, can that help let you <sighs> but kind I'm of also not, I'm also not that kind of you know, person. I'm a DM when I play D and D because I like I like I so like. You want to see it all? I, I like telling the story. I don't uh-huh. I don't necessarily get into it as much. Um, but maybe I will. Maybe if there is that, you know. But I'm also I just don't think I'm ever going to to be that person. I just think I thought there would be room for because what you're describing is not the type of person I am in general in big social settings. You know, I like to you know. You, it's also hard. Their their job is to uh, to to do improv, and I, it's right. not mine. And so I will never be good enough to keep exactly. Up. Um, and that's uh, and that's where it breaks down. Um, but I think for me, I I was hoping that they would have built a land where you know someone like me that just kind of likes to observe can still feel immersed. But what you're describing is seeking out those experiences yeah. and then meeting. They're going to meet you halfway, which is great if you're that type of person. But like I said, when 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 Hoopty Doo starts, I'm worried they're going to call on me because mm-hmm. I, I don't like that kind of being called out. And even to, and I and I I just can't. I I get I get too. And I know I'm being cynical, and I know I'm just being lame. But I just can't do those one on ones. They're just too cheesy for me. I think they're super cool to have happening around me. Like I when whenever a stormtrooper like walks over to like a a person and says, "Hey, what do you have right there?" I'm like, "That's awesome," and I just walk by. Mm-hmm. But whenever they do it to me, I'm like, okay, I don't. You're have, a cast I, member. I, I, yeah, you, I don't have anything. You live in Central Florida. Yeah, I know. Yeah, your name's Trevor. I know. I know the whole. Gig. <laughs> you know, but it's it's like it adds to my immersion because I'm just you're just experiencing. I'm just experiencing. It from yeah, it's things are happening around me. But you know, anyways, that's immersion. I think. Okay, let's talk about landscaping immersion, like the actual buildings. Sure. And then we'll move. We're on about to an hour in, so it's about time we move on. Sorry, I mean, yeah. I well, it's your podcast. I don't know. It's your house. That's true. You're gonna kick me out at some point. I mean, you already broke the door down, so yeah. I can't really. Uh, landscaping? Uh, oh, yeah, you know what I mean. What did you think of the shrubs? <laughs> I liked them. It's really inconsistent. Uh, everything I know about plant life. No, I'm um, a big shrub guy. I felt, do you mean in the sense that like I felt disconnected from the rest of the park? One sec. I had, there was a great immersive, immersive moment I had that I thought was brilliant. Okay. So there's just, had you noticed the giant crater? Where? It's like this, it's like a ship crashed and it's just a giant crater. No, where? You'll see it eventually. It's super cool. It's just. What it, section is it in? I don't know. Okay. It's, it's, it's during, it's one of the entrances or exits. 
there's just this giant crater hmm. and there's like a bunch of shit pieces in there. And I, the cast member was standing there and I was like, Hey, what, what happened here? He's like, I have no idea. Some ship crashed. And I was like, that is the most immersive thing you could have said. That made me feel so immersed. <laughs> just, you know, it would have been great if he was the whole time in character as the pilot where he's just like, ah. I wasn't paying attention for like two seconds. I was, I was checking my messages. But, 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 but that's what I'm going to expect at the height of this. Right. I'm going to expect the pilot to be out there going like, oh my gosh. Oh, but, but the most like immersive. Like a good but, but, thing right, there. Right. But the most immersive <laughs> The most immersive thing that that guy could have said is, I don't know, some ship crashed. Do you, I live on Batu. Right. That made me feel so immersed. And I know that's weird. And I know that's just super, like, boring. But that stuff is like. Well, it's the small stuff. It's that just that. Adds up. Because he didn't know. But he knew he didn't know. And he just shrugged it off. And I was like, that was magical. <laughs> I was literally looking at this crater. There's all these ship pieces. It's a giant crater. It's like 20 feet high. And I was like, wait, do you know what happened here? No, I have no idea. Some ship crashed. Well, if you think about it, go to any sort of big city and you see a crash and you say, you ask that, that's the real answer. But that's you get. realistic. As and opposed that's... to like, well, yeah, come well, here, well yeah, let, me, let me tell, let me you, tell you a story. Of the smuggler. <laughs> oh, right. good, good, good morrow, bright sun. Till the spire, I will tell you this magical tale. And I'm like, Ugh. so that's the stuff where I'm like, eh. but that cast member just said that. And I was like, I almost, I almost like shed a tear. I was like, this is, this is amazing. And I, that's the kind of person I am. Anyway, so okay. actual, that was part of the landscaping immersion that I was like, whoa. I was because it was just this giant crater. It served no functional purpose. And it, it, had, it, was, it wasn't a throwback, which is one of my main gripes, is I felt like there were too many things I'd seen before. Really? Yes. Which is, which is actually a, the opposite of a lot of people's gripes. Is like I don't even know Batu, but I felt like it was just. I felt like uh, I love that Batu felt alien to me, especially because we've both now on both days we were there when it rained, and as I was walking around, I was like, you know, I'm I don't know enough raining. about Batu, and so I buy this that it rains on. This I actually planet. liked that it was raining. I would have rather been there than it was hot. I, I, it, yeah. it felt nice. Can you imagine how trapped they would have been if they were like, "This is Tatooine." Oh, here comes the three o'clock thunderstorm because it's Florida. Like, right, but I mean, to me, yeah, it cemented I mean, like that, this is a good idea of making your own planet because, sure, I buy it. Like you've designed a planet where it didn't feel out of place that it was raining. But actually, I would say that's probably the my favorite Disney park experience I've had in the rain. It just felt right. Nice. It just it looked pretty in the rain. It looked great. I wish I had my camera with me. Um, it was it was weird how how pretty it looked in the rain. Um, what did you think of the mountainscapes behind the Falcon? That was the one place that I was like, wow, this is great. Everywhere else, I was like, very pretty. And I, I knew this going in. It doesn't have enough height to it. It doesn't have enough verticality. And there's not enough movement in some areas. Um, movement would be cool. Movement, movement was really good in a lot of areas. Like, I was very surprised. Like, I did not, the thing that I didn't get spoiled was the the guy turning the little the robot oh, turning yes. turning that I that was not spoiled for me. I was just looking at that thing. I was like at the Ronto, Ronto roaster thing. Beautiful. That's so cool. Um all the like even just the little aliens like in the bubbles there were just yeah. that kind of alien stuff. I was like I don't know what this is. That was the fun stuff. I just felt every once in a while and it's because I'm a cynical like is this realistic? And I don't know, maybe it is. Maybe there's only a few planets in that galaxy far far away. 
more hype. Well, not even more hype, but I'm more talking about the things I saw. But I think the hype, the, the one time I was like, this is it. But but it's I think it's because they literally raised the bar with Pandora because it's so high. Yeah. And it's all about verticality because there's no depth to Pandora. And this one is all about depth, not about verticality at all, which, you know, there's great things about that. And there's drawbacks about it. One drawback about the lack of depth in Pandora is that it's a crowded mess and it's not fun. Um, one of the drawbacks to no verticality in Galaxy's Edge is a lot of times it's just like it's just rocks. Sure, I mean for me, I for me it was more because all of the detail was in in the shops and the bazaar inside, you know, uh, Doc Ondar's. Like that was like I'd want to be I want something to look up to if there was nothing down there to pay attention to. But because I was constantly looking at the little details right yeah, next yeah, to yeah. me that I. Even as nice as it was, I was like, cool, it's a mountainscape behind the Falcon. Like, that's great. It looks beautiful. But, like, I don't care. I want to take a look at the Falcon because look at how detailed this is. Yeah. What are in those crates? Like, oh, you know, did you notice on the back of the map they had the little translation box for all of the – I was, like, translating things around the land. I was like, what does this say? And, you know, doing oh, letter I didn't by do letter. That. Um, because that's, that's cool. where my interest was drawn to is just, like, these little things. And that's where – you know, there was so much time, so much detail put into this. And and I, I said this to, to Brad, too. I was like, this is not a new experience. This is every other experience they've ever done turned up to 11. And I think I think it might have been not spoiled, but a little bit. It threw me off guard because it was pitched as this uh, to the like it was pitched as this. You've never seen anything like this. I think that's going to be the hotel. And yeah, you keep I saying that's that. the and I, I think, the new I think and, the new and maybe you're right. New. But but for me, I was like, I've seen all of this. None of this is a new concept to me. It's just very well detailed. You walk into a store, you will not see lights hanging. You will see in theme like the ceilings. Right. There are ceilings. In yeah, that we were just talking about this yeah. earlier today. They did their ceilings in a lot of these places are just studio ceilings, not here. There's no ceiling, and that's the thing is it was themed to the max, mm -hmm. but there. I think there was a point for me where I was like, this is just the, they just spent money. Sure. And I think after a while I was like, it's everything looks very plasticky. It's that, it's that, it's that hard plastic railing from Pandora. It's that material. It's like that polymer of really. And, and I, cause there was a few things like I thought the, cause I was, you know, I'm looking at it with like really trying to look at it. And then, you know, the, I thought the meat on the, on the thing that was turning. Yeah. I was like, that actually looks pretty good. I like that a lot. Like that's like I can kind of see it. Yeah, and that whole mean, engine too. By the way, yeah, the whole thing fantastic. looks fantastic. That looks like metal. The Falcon looks beautiful. No problems. Oh there. yeah, it's just I mean, of course they did they did it, but they really did it well. The ship that's inside the queue for Smuggler's Run. Yeah, that kind of that engine that thing engine they were thing, testing. Yeah, really that cool. Was cool. Um, but the boxes and then especially in Docking Bay Seven, there's that this, I haven't been into yet. There's yeah, this I need to go in. There's this fish and ice. And I was, I, I like walked over to it because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, this is going to be my magical moment. I'm going to touch this fake ice and it's going to be cold. And I touched it and it was just that plastic. And I was like, this is crap. Why did you put this in my reach? It's literally like right there. I didn't reach for it. I didn't like reach over and it's going right, to be right. ice. And I knew it was going to be ice, but I thought it'd be at least be like kind of cold. And I was huh. like, this is like a plastic statue right here in my reach. And it's to that point where you become a spoiled brat after like an hour. For me, at least, I, I was becoming spoiled because I was like, "All right, I've seen it. Now, why isn't that corner <laughs> like where the who who are you?" And then, you know, you get spoiled because it's like 
it, once the once the novelty wears off, you, I mean, my critical eye came back. And uh, by the way, when I watched in the land, I was just blown away. Um, and I, and I, but I wanted to be. I was forcing myself to be. And we came in through the resistance area. I did. I, I mean, I wait. Where? Yeah. The the. Oh, I guess there was only one way to come in. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, yeah, Grand yeah. Avenue by Muppets. Right. So the other entrance by Toy Story, I think, brings you in closer to the. I think that one leads more straight up the middle. So I think you have a better chance of getting like the Falcon reveal with that entrance once it opens. My Falcon reveal. I mean, I I thought it the was, Fal- it was great from both angles, but I. I when I saw the Falcon, I was just like, whoa. Yeah. I've, I've stepped on that seen, thing I've so many seen, times yeah. in so many different ways from Legos to to little things. And now every one of those little prickly dots is like a thing. And I thought that was that was amazing. Um, but I guess uh, – but uh, do you have any other thoughts on the land itself before we get into um, – like cause I felt the layout was – I loved the, the way it was laid out in, the, in that everything was kind of – tucked around a corner. I didn't feel like at any one point I'm like, I'm looking at the the whole land here. It felt like there was always right. a corner to explore. Totally agree. Um, and that I think added to the sense of scale to it, which is just like, oh, look, there's even more here. There's even more there. It's not like, I think there are parts of Pandora where maybe you don't see everything, but you can get a pretty good angle where you go, all right, that's kind of one corner over there. That's another corner over there. This is the land. I feel like you're... You're just too inserted into this one for to have that moment, and that's yes, and I, I agree, and it's it's necessary because if not, you would see I don't know maybe the top of Slinky Dogs. Um, why would you see that? But uh, but I, I didn't I didn't notice any sightline issues because I wasn't looking for them. Um, I picked out a few on 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 the queue for Smuggler's Run, but they're so small you have to look for them. I was looking at the Falcon. I wasn't looking at exactly. That's what I, it's just. It's, so it's, I, I think the thing about the environment, um, I just had a thought about it. Though that was really, what were you just talking about? I was just talking about how windy it was. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely, it was definitely windy. I like oh, the, oh, no. the height of it. Not the height of what we were just talking about. But I like that the bazaar is at a higher level than part of the, like, First Order area. I like that there are steps. Yeah, that there's levels. I like yeah. that. I think the thing that's, the, the smartest thing they did is, I was really worried. Like, when I saw the Falcon, I was like, oh, my gosh. So it's going to be, like, a three-hour line just to take a picture with the Falcon. But they they had a raised platform, and then they had the bottom of the Falcon, there are so many good angles to yeah. get a picture with that thing. Like the, you could walk right up to the Falcon. It was like no one was there. Yeah. And I felt it was just it was so it was so. Um, and I've, it's, I've it's seen very that. like a almost like a almost like a just sort of like any other tourist you know photo spot. I I keep thinking of the photos of you know people with the Leaning Tower of Pisa, right? right? Where you can have twenty people taking a photo with it all at once without being in each other's photos because. You have the entire circumference of the Falcon. You have your raised portion there. You know, you could get that angle without having to wait too long. And so I guess this is my final thought on interactivity and immersion. Okay. Is that it felt like, so, and again, this is nitpicking, but it's also something I couldn't stop thinking about. And it was affecting my experience because they kept really, and they advertised it beforehand and they really sold it home this time. They're like, this is immersive. This is immersive. And I'm like, this is okay. So this is like the Star Wars version of getting off of a cruise ship. And I think I've heard that before. Maybe I said it before or something. But you know, like you know, when you get off a cruise ship, and they're like, oh, do you want some? You want some knickknacks? You want you want this? You want to come see a scenic tour of the you know island? 
on that kind of thing. It just, I mean, because this is that's what this is. This is the Star Wars planet. Batu, yeah. Batu is supposed to be like a Star Wars planet that caters to tourists, right. right? I would love if the cast members in the bazaar just started like shouting out, like trying to. Sell oh my gosh, wares. that would be that would be amazing. Again, a different personality than snarky or just pleasant. Right. That would be really cool. Um, and I think, and I'm sure they'll start. Um, I hope so. I think some of them will. Um, but let me ask you this. But but. Sorry, that was the lightsaber. <laughs> let me hold that. Uh, so, but I think, well, let me ask me the question. For all of what we've talked about with the immersion and how they promised immersion, but it's not fully there, whether it's the guest or something else, is there another part of another park that does it better? No. So would you say this is the best we've got so far? But I would also say that none of the see for me it's all about how it was marketed and what the intentions were which is interesting because like i kind of ignored so much of the marketing but see and i think we've had this conversation about a thousand different things i think we had it about you know like all the you know because i pay attention to the marketing i pay attention to the way what no no okay yeah yeah we're good yeah um do you want me to okay um the uh, the way things you know though I pay attention to the way things were marketed, what the intentions were, what you know, and what actually it was, and that that ruins most experiences for me. It's a terrible way to live your life. Do not recommend it. Um, uh, but uh, but I think uh, but I think this was marketed as this is the murder mystery dinner party. This is the escape room. This is the it's that because we've seen those. Mm-hmm. This is Westworld. It's not they didn't they they never pretended that it was going to be Westworld level, but there were more than a few references to Westworld esque type things. And so, yes, it's the best thing they've done, but they they didn't market anything else like that. Even Harry Potter. Harry Potter is about seeing the icons, at least the way I I read the marketing. It wasn't about, you know, it's about, you know, living. it's all about like living your adventure, ride the movies. But those are the words they use all the time. This is when they really went all in. You are going to be, you're, the things you do in the land are going to affect the way you are treated throughout the land. Which we haven't done yet. Right. Not in there yet. Right. But that's what they were harping on. Yes. And for all we know by opening day. But they haven't done, they haven't done that in Disneyland, have they? Uh, I don't know. I haven't been looking into it. I haven't been looking into it. Why didn't see ignorant? See, <laughs> I don't know. I, I know I'm <laughs> ignorant, but I know I believe what I'm saying to be true. I, I have heard. I've looked at, not at all into the app at all, or how I that just works. know it's neutered. It was pulled back from what they said it was, and that kind of and so. But all that to be said is, it just felt really weird because it's this mix of between two things. One is like a tourist destination. Yeah, that caters to. The fans of the of the Jedi Order and the fans of the legends, so to speak. And at the same time, those legends just happen to be here looking for a new rebel base. That's actually something I would say <laughs> if they took out Chewbacca and Rey and replaced them with just resistance member one and two, I would be totally cool with that. I, if they just said it like be like if Harry Potter and Hermione were walking around Diagon Alley. Star Tours makes it would make so much sense for Star Tours to belong in this land. Yeah, oh, no, I agree. It would be like a fake Harry. You're right. I totally missed that point. That's that's what it is. So it makes sense. It felt so real. And it felt so like, because th- if they were just in your face, like, oh, do you want to buy this? Do you want to buy this? Do you want to buy this? And if you don't want to buy something, this is going to be a terrible experience for you until Rise opens. Um, but of course, you've heard that before. But it just, it felt to me like it was like, this is this land. It's like, oh, they're like, oh, have you heard the legend of Ray? Oh, wait, no, she's over there. Do you want to go ask her? She's right there. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard 
the Wookiee Chewbacca. Can oh, I, wait, no, no. Hey, Chewie, come over here. Yeah, uh, he's here today. I don't know. Then we'll give him some <laughs> Rebel Base. Anyways, uh, it's just like... It's, Stop. He really likes those yeah, hot dog he, he, tacos. Yeah, he really likes those hot dog tacos. Um, <laughs> that, is the, that is admittedly, I think, Disney's flaw that will always be there is whereas when I remember the first time I went through Diagon Ooh. Alley and Harry Potter, the, all that stuff, and we made note of like, wow, there are no character meet and greets here. There are no characters walking around. And I remember thinking Disney would never let that happen. They are the company that right. needs to have the photo ops. They need to have the characters. And that's that's what makes Wizarding World feel immersive. And they're not even trying in that in that aspect because they're actually maybe. It's, well, I think that was it's, partially it's, it's, J.K. It's a, Rowling it's a, going, maybe, yeah. you cannot do that. It makes no sense. I think she helped yeah. design that thing with an iron yeah. fist. Yeah, I mean, she had a conscious, it, it was a conscious that. decision, but it took no extra effort. It actually well, took well, yeah, negative effort. effort. Yeah, don't do it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think after a billion, a billion dollars and a billion promises and seven years, I just for some reason expected better other than like a brunette with her hair braided and that's Ray. And those cast members are great. And I don't want to take anything away from them. I never want to, you know, this is not the cast member's fault. It's also not the Imagineer's fault. It's no one's fault. It's a conglomeration. It's a media conglomeration. But at the same time, it's just like, and this is not supposed to be personal. It's not supposed to be an insult. It's just, it just doesn't make any damn sense. See, it's interesting <laughs> because I. And it doesn't ruin it. It's just, right. it's just, you can never stop thinking about it. And oftentimes you run into things where it just is so blatant in your face. I think to an extent you and I are on very similar pages, whereas you're going, this should have been better. And I think a big part of me when I think of see Ray walking around or seeing guests who are going to wear right. the Star Wars shirt going, well, we this is the step we're going to need to take to get there. Like, I, I, I never expected that we were going to get there. No, no, it's, it's not going to be day one, but I, I think don't. There I are going to be more steps, and I think it's going to take another And I think that's where we differentiate. It. Oh, you think it's okay? I was going to say, I was Disney's like, going to do it. Yeah. Disney will never get to that point because they care too much about guest experience, and it'll take a company that goes, Well, hold on. There's something here to the Batu. Let's take this, this, and this, but let's really up the immersion to the point where if you don't like wearing a costume or staying in character, then this isn't for you. You don't sign up for this experience. And I think it's that's gonna be, how you get to it's, West. It's going to be universal. They're going to do it with the Jurassic World Hotel. I don't hotel. even know if they'll do it. No, it's I don't gonna be, think no, they it's will gonna be, It's going to be a Jurassic World Hotel. And at the middle of the night, they're going to wake everybody up. And they're going to be like, the, dinos be the dinosaurs <laughs> got out. And they're going to run through the catacombs <laughs> and try to get out. And there's going to be screens everywhere. It's going to be amazing. I think it's going to be some small little but, but it already company. is. Meow Wolf is like that. I need to look into this. I got a sponsor. Uh, shout out to Meow Wolf, who's an executive producer on the Funkland. <laughs> but but, but, but there's a, there are these startups that are these immersive yes, yes. experiences like Meow Wolf. Well, there's um, also another one. I think it's in Colorado. It's supposed to be kind of like a Westworld fantasy Westworld right. concept. But what happened? But then we get into philosophy, which we're not going to have time for today. We barely have time for this. We I hope still talk about the rides. The okay, ball, yeah, the yeah. Lightsaber, the I'm, cantina. I'm, we're going to be here till like one a.m. Okay. I hope you're ready for that. And I'm I mean, gonna, I live here, so okay, I don't yeah. have anywhere to go um but the i think the with that that gets into a huge philosophy debate is because when you do that what you do is you say i built an experience to where second language english speakers are not allowed to come i built an experience where if you're you have a disability or you're in a wheelchair you are not allowed to come that's when you start cutting people out and what you're doing is you're cutting out people based off of things because they're not ready for the immersion and you can say well that's fine let's just make it for the that you know 10 percent right. of people that's the point 
But you're right, a company like Disney is never going to say that. that right? And I don't think they could without a major lawsuit. Maybe a smaller company could. I mean, even you look at Universal. They, they are not nearly as accessible as Disney is. It's and that's amazing to me. And it's it's very I think it's sad. Um well, for sure. I mean, and I, I, don't I think, think it's and, a good Disney thing. gets a lot of crap and Universal gets a lot of credit. Um other than Fast and Furious Supercharged. But you know, <laughs> they they get but they do. They get Universal recently has you know been praised and hailed and Disney as usual is being, you know, crapped on. Right. Um except for shills like us. But the you, because that's how it goes. You know, when the, you're it's, the top, when you're at the top, that's why yeah, every exactly. McDonald's makes you terrible, but everybody loves chicken fries. That's 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 how it goes. Um, Can we put that on your gravestone? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's makes you feel terrible, but everybody loves chicken fries. Um, and that and that and, and so that makes sense. But nobody talks about how Universal, if you're over a certain weight, not even really an unreasonable weight, you can't ride some of those rides. Yeah, and they don't really let you know that right very well going in. That's a problem. Yeah. How many stairs are on unit? Like uh, mm-hmm. that was the thing that blew me away oh, when I went. There's at, so many at stairs. Harry Potter. Yeah, uh, and and you know there there's something to be said about that. But th- that's where you instead of saying, and I think your solution. I think there's going to be people that come in and say, well, we're going to we're just going to we're going to cut out those people. I think people are going to say, well, let's get creative and let's figure out how to include those people and let's figure out how to make a story with it. And I, but what that does take, it doesn't cut, it doesn't take cutting out those people that aren't ready. It takes limiting the number and limiting the factors. And what Galaxy's Edge did, which I just noticed over and over again, is instead of condensing it and making it accessible, they just blew it up and made it inaccessible to everybody. And so, and what I mean by that is it's like, oh, it's not like, it's not, oh, like the biggest Star Wars fan in the world cannot navigate that place. Mm -hmm. They, They still need the translator. They still need they still need to learn everything. They still need they don't know, you know, that kind of thing. You could have read all the comics and there's still things that there's a learning curve. And it's such a big learning curve that no one's ever going to get it. You're never going to know what that box in the corner does. You're never going to know why that thing's lighting up. But press that button. These things are going to keep happening. And so they and that's really cool. They turned it up to 11 and they, they made it. But it also made it super confusing from a storytelling perspective. In my opinion. I mean, really? Yeah, because I agree with you on the confusion part, There's which just, I liked a lot. The first time I had to pull out a map and like go, "Where am I?" Oh yeah, I, was like, like, I mean, when's the last I time we've had to do exactly, that? Exactly. <laughs> I was like, "This is amazing." I'm so glad I don't know a lot of this. I'm glad I don't know how a lot of the sausage is made with just the rides and the right. effects and stuff. Other than at Disney um, Springs, I never know where I am. <laughs> Even that, I'm starting to I think get. Is, get wait, a there's a dinosaur. <laughs> cafe and a rainforest cafe and if you see the volcano you've gone too far um but as far as storytelling goes like i still feel like i got the vibe of all right this is kind of this this far off outpost that's kind of it's not it's not like the hub of civilization there's clearly a resistance there and a first order who's looking for them and you know yeah i mean but it's not it's it's storytelling because that's what I think you need. At. I don't. I don't want a story as, you know, this is what's happening here right now. I want the vibe of where am I? And I felt like okay, this is kind of like Tatooine. Yeah. No, I I understand what you're saying, but what I'm, but in order to do that, Westworld immersion, and I think in order to do a lot of the immersion they're hoping to do, where it's like you're you're affected and you know that kind of and you you get to know people right and that kind of thing. Unless they hit a refresh on canon every day, and this is where the, this is all about how Ray and Chewbacca are there. Looking for an outpost every day for the next twenty years, mm-hmm. 
unless they change, unless they have plans where. Maybe Every couple Unless, of years yeah, that changes. The war is over. Ray and Chewbacca got married and they moved back to Batu. You know, like it's funny because this reminds me a lot of the Star Wars MMO that came out a long time ago called Star Wars Galaxies, because that was a game that was set between episode four and five, mm-hmm. and it was perpetually set in that time frame for like three years until they finally got the developers to come along and go, okay, we're now moving things along to the next time thing, or the, right. like, that's what they wanted to do. And I think the land's going to run in a similar situation. But Westworld's no different. Like, the idea of what we know of Westworld is, you know, because the person, the average guest is not going to be there all the time, it resets. And you go, okay, now we're telling right. the story again. And even in Westworld, in this fictional, almost perfect theme park kind of play space, almost perfect, minus the murder, <laughs> there are guests who go, oh, I've been here six times. Oh, don't do that story. Like, remember, remember when, what's his name? The, the I haven't seen Westworld. Oh, you should watch. I've seen the first season. Okay. Yeah, yeah. First season. Remember when he's taking, what's his name? The guy in the white hat. I forget all their characters name. It's been a while. But he's like, oh no, ignore that guy. He gives you a stupid quest. Go, go to that guy. No, we don't want. Yeah, to. yeah, yeah. It's the yeah. guy who's been there five times. And, and for that's, him, uh, is he immersed? Probably not. Like, and I think that's yeah, inevitable. That, yes, that is inevitable. And that sucks. It does, but. And that's, that, you, that's my argument. What are you going to do? <laughs> I didn't say I had a solution. And I didn't say this is a problem they haven't talked about in board meetings for seven years now. <laughs> I don't think Disney's ever going to solve it. I don't no, think they're a company, so. too. I, I don't think there's probably no company that's ever going to solve it completely. Okay, I don't think You're always going to have I don't think they're going to get close. I, I think yeah, another company is going to get closer to them. Yeah, I agree. So anyways, but I, I but what I mean when there's so much, there's so much is they took away the ability to have day-to-day stories. It's not, there's no linear experiences or stories. There's not, you know, I, and that's where it's like the same story reset every day with a lot of details. It's like, if I told you, it's not a really story. It's like, it's a story in the same way. It's like, it paints a picture. It paints just a beautiful picture. And you yeah. can, you can walk around in that picture yeah. and you can ask questions about where did this come from? And the, and the painter will answer, but it's not. I mean, a I'm a broken record here, but you know where the story is going to be. Rise of the Resistance. No, the hotel. Damn it. It's going to okay, be the hotel. It's the hotel is going to be where you're but, but, a character in a story yeah, but, with the, a beginning, but, middle, and end. But that's another thing, actually. Rise of the Resistance. All of this might be moot because the the that ride is so tied in. And if they would have installed the sensors correctly, this wouldn't be a problem. But it is so tied in to the reason everybody is there, I think. Oh, interesting. I don't know enough about it. Because I, mean, I don't I've think been avoiding it. I don't think Ray and Chewbacca can even go into their character spiel until, until that. that's open. Huh. I don't even think I think I think once that opens, it's going to unlock everything. I don't think it's just like, oh, finally, there's two attractions. It's a theme can park. You imagine three months, four months from now, Rise of the Resistance opens. You come back, we record this again. It's like we were all wrong. This uh, is a masterpiece. Perfect. Everything fixed. But. I, I'm saying right now, there's a chance that's what's going to happen because all these people might, this might be a long practice run. They say, okay, we messed the ride up. It's going to be f- five months of this. Uh-huh. When it opens, we're going full. Right. And what happens then is it's no longer a happy outpost with your with your chicken tacos and your your, uh, your hot, hot dog, dog, ta- hot hot dog, dog tacos. tacos. It's it's now a, the first order is here today. Yeah. And it's that's the story. Did you go like you need to escape? You need to get on that cargo transport right now. You get on that cargo transport, it gets sucked up by the Empire. You're now on Rise of the Resistance, the ride. You come down, like 
you got to get some credits. Go go over to Millennium yeah. Falcons, but like that kind of thing. It's been a long day. Go get a drink at the cantina. It's been a long day. Like the Empire's been here all day. We don't know what's going on. Have you? We think they're looking for Ray. That stuff is going to happen, but I think there's a major element. And I think the story that I'm looking for is the ride that's not open. And that's a broken record across all the fans right now is that where's that ride? But I'm just my main point is there's a possibility that when that opens, it's going to unlock the storytelling key for the entire land. And they're just keeping it kind of to themselves right now because they're just like, did we get those sensors installed correctly? (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) Um, We spent a billion dollars and you put the sensors in upside down. Was that, was that that's That's the big rumor. I don't know if it's upside down or what the problem is. They installed them incorrectly. They had to rip up the concrete or something. Wow. Okay, this is, that's okay. Okay, let's move on to experiences within it. Lightsaber. Lightsaber first. You watched. I watched. You built. I built. What did you think? I don't think it fully matched the experience of Ollivander's one And I've never shot. done that, so. Uh, but for what it was, I think it's overpriced. I think $200 for a lightsaber is a lot. I think this thing that I'm holding right now yeah. is worth $50. Yes. Because there's like ultimatesaber.com or something where you can yes. get these battle ready. You can actually fight with them. Though this has the whole crystalline side. You can remove it. So there's a little extra to it, but not $100 extra. I think the experience should be 100 ideal, 150 max, 200 is too much. But what? But if I'm judging just what the experience is, take the price out of it. Ugh. I liked it a lot. I liked how it was all music. I liked how it was. It for That was when it was no longer... I'm in the Star Wars universe. That was I'm in a Star Wars scene in a movie because it's got the score underneath it. It's got the melodramatic speech. And that's, and it's that's, got Yoda oh, I, and this, and, like, and I and I've saved a lot of the like guests ruining it. But the fact, yeah, it's I didn't like it. Okay, I didn't do it though, and I didn't pay money to. I mean, you I saw don't know. people doing it. It's not that like there's some part of doing it though that would have changed that uh, right. experience. And I think. It's definitely not worth the money. That's that's a given. <laughs> Nothing in this land is worth the money. Besides, and the foods overpriced. Everything's overpriced. Of course, it is. Well, it's Disney. It's <laughs> it's Disney. This is more than Disney, though. Really? Yes. Was the food that much over? Oh yeah. Oh yes, 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 yes. For the quantity, Disney actually, I will give them credit. They charge twelve dollars for a burger, but that's a burger. Mm. It's it's like it's not you know. But uh, or like, you know, they'll, they'll give you if it's eleven dollars. Ch- there's a lot of fries in there, that kind of thing. Uh, I had a bad I had a bad food experience. Okay. But yeah, we'll, we'll I, talk I, about I'm that. I'm very unique, but I didn't like the food. Um, OK, but uh, back to the lightsabers, I lightsabers. My the one thing I felt missing from the experience that you get in Ollivanders is when you interact, there are physical reactions in the space, which I realize with the lightsaber is I don't like you. I don't have a solution for this. But in Ollivanders, you're testing a wand and you go, oh, give it a give it a, you know, give it a try. And they like do a test, you know, spell and like boxes come shooting out like there are practical effects that go, whoa, like that's the level of immersion here. And there's still the music underneath scoring it. There's the melodramatic speech. Like a lot of it was copied over, but there was. Yeah. Oh, I haven't even seen a video of the Ollivanders. You should check it out. It's pretty impressive for Universal. The, the the drawback though is not everybody does it. It's a room full of people. One person does it. Everyone else watches. So th- there's kind of a trade off here where yes. here everyone's doing something. <laughs> and so I thought the so the actor that was doing it was clearly 
a veteran actor. Mm-hmm. Same with mine. Probably like it was the same performance. But it was also awful. He was a he was doing his best with that script, but it is just the funniest thing. And I ha- and I had a smile on my face because I was like, I'm going to give a smile like this is my dream come true. But in my mind, I'm like, this is the only way that I'm not going to burst out laughing. <laughs> so a few things about this. So the the melodramatic speech he gives is like, the lightsaber is one of the most spiritual things in the galaxy. Was he delivering it like that? Yes, and he was like he had his hands together, and he was like, Mwah. like he was like he was like kissing his hands. This, this is not who I had. I had I had a woman who. Oh, you had a woman. Okay, well then we definitely didn't have the same. She person. had a lot more energy, and it was almost like I don't know how to describe it. It was my guy was like, when the store closed, he was gonna make love with the lightsabers. Oh, no, no. Like I was like, is this hilt used? Like, like no. <laughs> well, I'm gonna put this Let's down. Put that down now. Yeah. Um, no, no. The, very the, the person I had, she felt like I got the impression she she seemed like a store owner who's like, I'm so happy you're all getting to build this light. Like this is isn't this a great experience? We're all we're all doing something really cool here right now. <laughs> okay, so that's so funny. I'm totally different. So well, I don't know what you were doing, but mine was like. Mm. Wow, that's... it was it was like the, the lightsaber is one of the most spiritual, and he would like look around, and he would be like, "And this." So is he was your trying for like chance. mystery, and came. Yes, yeah, so it was like it was like a mystery storyteller by a fire, and this is a spiritual experience, which turned out to be hilarious, and this is why. So first off, there's a whole, there's a few hilarious moments that I recall. The first one is he says like the green crystal used by Qui Gon Jinn. Luke Skywalker, and even Master Yoda. The blue crystal used by Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi and this and General Grievous or something. And the purple lightsaber used by Mace Windu. And the yellow lightsaber used by nobody. And it was just like, he was like, really, like, it was like, nobody uses these crystals. Wait, they, you guys had no, yellow? No, he didn't have yellow. Okay. It was purple, okay. sorry. But you know what I mean. He just right. like, he's like, had all these greens, all these blues. And none of these yellows. <laughs> none of these purple. No, they had purple. It's one purple. No, it's one purple guy. Um, this one guy that used purple um, due to a contract negotiation or something. Um, but it was so that was kind of the vibe. And there's and it led to the, one of the funniest moments where I almost burst out laughing. So the, it's all time to music. Yes. And uh, I was trying to see how that was working. It was light, light, light cues that what? were. I I tried to. I, what do you mean? I thought like where the, I think there's a cast member because the some of the cues are post building, so I feel like there's another cast member going like, "All right, go next cue." Where I'm watching the performance. Oh, really? No, I think it's a 15 minute track. You think they're just time, but like, what about the building? Like, what if somebody um, has a problem? You, they need to stop. The cast member comes over and does it for you. Oh, we had we didn't have anybody like that. We well, everybody everybody kind of got done on ours, and uh-huh. we kind of just. Kind of sat there and talked for like oh, interesting. thirty or Ours forty. Ours was perfectly timed. Yeah, which is why I was like, somebody no. This up. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I I could be wrong, but I feel this to be true. Is that we were standing there and I was looking around. Everybody was kind of done, and then the oh, the, 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 the guy kind of came around and looked at everybody's, and he's like, "Now, why did you choose black here?" And Brad was like, uh, "It's purple." And he's like, <laughs> "What?" And he's like, "The lightsaber is going to be purple." And he's like, "Hmm, In- did the crystal call to you?" And it was like that kind of thing. Right. And I was like, and I was standing there laughing so hard. <laughs> but it led to this hilarious moment. So this guy's like, and now we will, the crystal, close your eyes. Imagine the crystal 
take the crystal, hold the crystal, become one with the crystal. And now it's the crystal is the most important part. The crystal is the force. The crystal is the connection between you and your lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. And then the lights came on and the and like it was all these cast members were just in front of you and they're like, all right, let's slap this together. Give me that. Come on. You got to twist it. You got to twist it. And it was like it was the it was the drop from like this crystal is the most important. Wow, this we had totally and, 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 and they're like, yeah, this metal, it's just metal. Just put it on. What do you want? This one? Wow. Uh, okay, are you not are you gonna screw that in or do I have to? It's just it was like so fast and it was so funny. Like it's just so funny because it was like it was very spiritual. And then the moment the lights came on, there were people in front of me like, all right, you got two options. <laughs> oh wait, are you going in the wrong order? Turn it upside down. Was, Push wait, it in. Was it because because this this the closest I can think of that we had of this experience was the fact that there are like three helpers who all start saying the same spiel at the same time in the room. So mm -hmm. when all of them just keep start, they all just start talking and they just, it's the same speech. So it becomes cacophony. Like, Oh, that happened too. Right. But it was, it was just fun. It was because of spiritualness. It was like, and honestly, it's a small enough room. You can have one person do the little spiel. You don't need, I feel like having three go through it all was unnecessary. Yeah, it, that was weird. And it was, okay, so then they started building the lightsabers and you're just slapping stuff together. Like the metal doesn't matter. Um, and it was just really awkward. Um, and then you get to it together and... Uh, there, there was, there's a few cool things that I really liked. When the lightsaber, the hilt, when it comes out, yeah, it's a beautiful. It's a cool way to do that. Um, when the, when he points to the different like holes in the wall, he's like, these are when a few of the kyber crystals like broke. Oh, we didn't have that line. Oh yeah, that was a cool line because I was looking around like, what are all these holes in the wall? And he's like, those were not windowsills. Did you see them switching out the crystals in those like containers? Yes, because we had a few where like they ran out of the color that people wanted, so they had to go get another like I don't know the oh cylinder. I didn't see that yeah so they like put it in the wall and turned it and pulled that's out cool. another one. I was like that's a pretty sweet way to store. There's that. there's a lot of cool cool stuff in there. I think Yoda showing up like was I was like oh my god that was that see that's the kind of thing where I'm like I'll take it because no if that was throughout never, the land it would be a problem for me, but for this experience like this experience doesn't belong in Galaxy's Edge. This belongs in Star Wars Launch Bay. No. That's how cheesy it is. No, no, yes. no, no. No way. It's so... It and then they should, they should take your lightsabers away from you before you walk into the land. Well, I do think they should have a, a version where you pay $10 to just experience it and then not get a light... Like, build a lightsaber and then give the lightsaber back. Like, I don't need this thing, but I wanted to build it. That's it. Here you go. Yeah, I mean... Take it apart and go sell it to someone else. But... I think it belonged in the land. I think what I what they needed to do was split it up into smaller groups for one. Well, yeah, because <laughs> the specialness of a lightsaber doesn't work when there's 12 other people building it in the same room. It should have been. I mean, but I don't think anybody canonically should be allowed to build a freaking lightsaber. But that's you, you got to like, I know you have to, because what are you, you going to do? Right. You need to. That's you, where the like, reality of the situation kind of. Comes yeah, but in it's also like rules. Like, I know, but it's one of those things where it's like. And also, we don't know because this isn't like original trilogy where there are no Jedi left. I know, but this, is, this could be the, the no because our guy was like, and then there was one more Ray. I was like, all right, so what are we doing? 
We gotta build some lightsabers. We're the next class. We're we're Jedi. Because then he's like, go out there and fight the good fight. And I was like, what? (laughs) We're now we're involved in this. We're gonna take my lightsaber. And like, oh, it was just so funny. And it was so cheesy. And then Yoda showed up, and I'm like, Yoda. Like from the afterlife. Yeah, hey, that's what he does now. He's like, you know, he's like Obama. He's just going on book tours. He's like, I wrote a book I did. I felt the lightsaber being built. I stopped by. Yeah. I saw some light. It's like, yeah, it's like when Obama stops in on some like uh like law students and you get a video of him walking in, everybody's like, it's Obama! It's it was like that, but it's Yoda. Like Yoda just goes and does that. He's like, he's like, after after the war, I decided to become a it's really boring over here (laughs) that's kermit i don't know why you're doing kermit um but uh yeah after after the war i uh, now i can't stop doing kermit but you know what he's like after the war i just uh i uh, just started traveling around people love seeing me they just they just love it a lot of free time a lot of free time retirement's nice uh, that that was like oh i was rolling my eyes so hard and i could i i let the music happen I like allowed. I loved the music. I hated it. No, um, I I didn't hate it. it was I just the one place where I was like, I'm glad John Williams' music isn't everywhere else in this land. Right. I do feel the land was lacking diegetic music. There needs to be live music, and I'm sure live there's going music, to be. Or even just I'm sure if, there probably when you already is. I don't know. For Smuggler's Run, there's a radio playing music. Right. There needs to be more of that. There needs to be music in the bazaar. Right. Or music where you're getting your hot dog tacos. You know what I mean? Like, there needed to be more of that music. I The only place I wanted the John Williams music was there in that experience. And see, the lightsaber building experience was the cheesiest. It didn't, I just don't think it belonged, but that's just me. I, I I also didn't do it, and I was I didn't, I didn't want to ruin it for the people I was with. I wasn't I, making fun of it actively, but it was. I think its flaw was it's supposed to be... It's branded as a special experience. It's better be you're paying $200 for it. Right. You're building a lightsaber. And I just think the design, and this is where this is where Universal does it well, is, yeah, you got a room full of people watching, but only one person is doing the process of getting a wand picked out. And because it's one person, it does feel special. And here, the what the takeaway that I had when I was looking around was, well, there's 12 lightsabers. The only time I saw this was an Attack of the Clones, and that's not what exactly. I think of the height of. So if they had that same experience, but rather than. And then they took the lightsaber away from you and said, you're not allowed to have this so you leave the land because every time. Put it away, hide it. Yeah. The for, first but that's what they told you to it. do. And then people like to take them out. Of course, your photo Of course, you, you got to do that. But it just, that's where it's like, you spent a billion dollars, seven years with a billion ideas, and there's people with purple and yellow lightsabers taking pictures outside the Millennium Falcon. There's no solution to this, and I didn't expect there to be, but I'm disappointed that there's not anyways. <laughs> some, so some high expectations. <laughs> I said I didn't expect there to be. I'm just still disappointed, you know? And that's where, I mean, like, the lightsaber, like, that. that's where this, that's another place where the story, it just falls apart. It doesn't have to. And that's why I think they could change these things. Re- renovate that space, split it into smaller rooms. Here's the story is, hey, like, I think we we have these parts to build the saber. This is never done before. We need you to help us do this. We need you to, and then maybe the mission right. is you're taking this saber to somebody who needs it. But see, that doesn't work when that's you're in a big Disney room. Star Wars, though. Disney Star Wars is, everybody's Jedi. Everybody uses the Force. That is 
If there anything, I mean, that's also prequel Star Wars. No, too. everybody was a Jedi. Well, no, Star but that Wars. was because it was the height of the Jedi Order, right? But that came from you know that's a, I think that goes back to also you know Lucas's views on Star Wars changed over the years. Yeah, no, sure, but and, but Disney's version definitely added this whole element of, and I think I okay, this is really speculative. I think it's because of the theme park, but <laughs> I think they did this for a reason. But there's this whole like element in the new films, especially the Last Jedi. Where there's a lot of overtones, like there are everyone's a force user and like everyone can tap into it and everyone's part of it. And I thought that was always kind of part of it. But people like legit like, you know, that that's the idea. It's like it's no longer it's no longer a special thing. And that's where it's like these things like I, I don't need to build a lightsaber. I'm fine with being that wizarding world where one person gets one, like where it's like a Jedi and he's like. There's someone force sensitive in this room. Okay, I'm a Jedi. Come, come with me. And then he does the build for one person. But you can't do that. And I didn't expect him to. And I'm really, but I'm still. Like, here's the here's the alternative. And here's the problem. I think with the wands, it just works so well because because there are it's a world where ev- like everybody has a wand. right. You're because if you're if you got if you went through platform nine and three quarters, right, you made it. You get a wand. Right. You're a wizard, and it's it's a cure. It's this is but but two is not. The Jedi Temple. It's not. We're not on Coruscant. But see, here's where I think this is better. Is for as good as the wand situation is. Well, here for one, anybody can buy a wand. You might not get picked to do the whole little show and dance, but then everybody gets shuffled into the next room where you can go buy your wand. You're just pulling it off a shelf. Okay. Now imagine that with the lightsaber. I feel like that would be a big letdown. Oh, here's this one kid who gets to do the whole song and dance. Now you go into the next room and build your lightsaber the way you do now at Star Tours where you're standing at a buffet table. Yeah, like, no, I know they couldn't do it, but but that's where it's a mix between we are trying to make a lot of money and, and right. give people their own Star Wars experience versus we are trying to build a land with a story. And, the, and, and I think that's, they're 90% and, there, though. And I, they are, yeah. but this is the most glaring, in my opinion, and, I, and, I, and I'm not going to say this again. This is the most glaring instance where that business side of we yeah. need to sell some lightsabers right met with that creative team saying we're making a story this isn't a land this is a story and that's where those two things not only clashed it flat out failed and business won big because it is hilarious the thing, the thing to build it's hilarious but it's, i think it's, it's salvageable and imp- i think it can be improved and i would like to see it improved and i would also like to see the price improved um, because like building a droid, yeah, everyone you can have a droid. I can but have, but look, and it can build a droid. You have no idea. What I doing. didn't see a line for building a droid. I don't right. think there are a lot of people who want. There was that. a line for building a lightsaber though, and that's the thing. And people have lightsabers throughout the land, and it it, 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 it is a flaw of Star Wars because it's it's that, not, and it's not problem, Disney's fault, but right. Disney has solidified it for the purpose. I think of these kind of experiences. It's funny because going back to that Star Wars MMO, they ran into the same exact problem where when that game came out, you were a citizen in Star Wars and Jedi was, there was nothing, no Jedi class, no combat. You were a smuggler or a cantina where like you were everything. That's what I like about Star Wars. And I know that's not that, but, and and that's where they had to add Jedi because so many people were like, well, I want a lightsaber. I want to be a Jedi. And that's where like D and D Star Wars. And I know I'm, I'm a huge role playing guy, but Star Wars D and D, whenever I started a campaign, I said, none of you are Jedi. One of you might be force sensitive, right? But only I know that, and you don't. Mm-hmm. And it was that kind of situation because that's that was that's the Star Wars we grew up on, right? 
because that was the original trilogy. And I know and it's just they, a flaw of the universe. It's a, it's a flaw of the universe, but it also is a flaw of making it interactive because people don't want to be smugglers. They want to be Jedi because that's the coolest thing in the world. And it's that's that it makes sense. And I didn't expect anything differently. But I'm really disappointed that it turned out exactly <laughs> what I thought it would. Anyway, so let's get off of uh, how about the cantina while we're there. Okay, we're geographically. Geographically disappointed. Really? Yes. I loved it. I I I love Trader Sam's. Uh huh. This is not Trader Sam's. No, it's nowhere. It's different. Well, of course, it's not literally Trader Sam's. No, no. I mean, <laughs> just in terms of the like, no, like obviously, but I mean. It's. I sat down in the cantina and was like, yeah, I can see myself coming here for a drink and just hanging out here. This is a cool place. I think it's a cool place to hang out. I think the way the tables are set up and the way they got people in and out of there was already super efficient and smart. I think I will say we went at the last like half hour of the night, so it was pretty empty, and we just kind of walked in. My when I went in, it it was it was still full ish, because mm-hmm. um, people found out last night that you could walk up just and walk up. Yes, yeah. yeah. And so, every, but they were getting people in and out, and but the thing the thing about it is, and maybe there's an experience that we missed. It probably is. It's not Trader Sam's, and that was like whenever every time I walk into Trader Sam's, I'm like, I didn't see that last time. Where that's amazing. I walked into this and I we got sat, sat on one side of the bar. I'm like, I'm gonna go look around. And then I went around the corner. And I'm like, oh, it's the same thing mirrored. Well, yeah, because, but it's the drinks. I right. get it. I don't care. I want Trader Sam's level. And but it, but it's a different vibe. Trader Sam's is like Trader Sam's has that vibe of it's like energy. It's it's loud. It's right. it's small. This has a very but also it's a tiki bar, which historically their whole shtick is look at this massive collection of weird stuff. Exactly, not right. A cantina in Star Wars. I understand. I can't. It's supposed to be much more subdued, and I agree that the vibe felt right. I just was disappointed that there wasn't just more stuff to look at. And yeah, that's my problem. I love tiki bars mm-hmm. um and so yeah i'm super biased but when i hear themed bar i rarely think of anything but tiki bars and i don't think a lot of people really i think that's where people's minds gravitate toward unless it's like an irish pub or something there's some there's some crazy places in new york okay there's, well there's... well yeah okay <laughs> mr bar crawl i i i didn't grow up in new york this is what well, I. that's your problem so oh, okay it's... yeah um but you know, you know what I mean. The the you were right in that it is not the kind of place you could just get up and walk around and explore it. Um, but I, I and that's funny because I never wanted to while I was there. My thing was, oh cool, I want to see where I can see DJ Rex. Did you get a seat? Yeah, we got a booth. Yeah, um, we didn't. That's oh. that's another thing. The booths are pretty cool, and the lighting under the booth is synced up with the music, which is pretty awesome. Um, but I was like, yeah, I could see myself grabbing a seat here, getting a, a view of DJ Rex. And just chilling. And for me, the highlight wasn't the building. It was the music. I want them to put that whole soundtrack on Spotify. I want to hear all Yeah, there were some there were some good tunes. Um, I liked DJ Rex. It was. Did he did he to you sound like Paul Rubens? No, because he did not to me. And I heard that they got him back. I mean, I think I mean, oh, actually, I I take that back. Yes. I mean, I don't. I don't I could, know. I couldn't tell if he, he they synthesize his voice different or if he's just older so he sounds different, but he did not have that Pee Wee Herman sound that old Rex, Captain Rex had. And no, I think it was pretty similar, but I've I've I haven't listened to the original Star Tours in a while. But I uh but I, I really liked I really liked the Cantina vibe. Mm-hmm. I just I think they got the vibe, I got the atmosphere, they got the music. I just think the visuals 
are what for me. Which, and also, I don't drink, so they gave me like three options, and most of them were out. Powerade. Powerade. <laughs> um, and like, and so it was. Uh, that's also a thing for me. So I'm like, I don't really. This is a place I think will improve in like five years. When the whenever they get to a point where they can remove that 45 minute time limit, when they can start adding food to the menu, like that's a problem. I think the way they're anticipating people to use that place is you can't fill it with a ton of stuff because you can't have guests wanting to. Like what works with Trader Sam's is from wherever you're sitting, you can see pretty much the whole place. It's tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I understand that. But like it's mirrored. It's the same thing. It's just you might may or may not see DJ Rex. That's the only difference. Yeah. Um, and we got sat in the very, probably the worst scene in the house. And that wasn't an issue for me. I still felt like I was in the opposite side of DJ Rex in the back corner without a table. Mm. And I still felt like I was having a good time. I felt like the atmosphere. I felt very cool. I think what they need is they need alien creatures yes, walking cool. up to the bar. Yes. That would that would make for me. Maybe that's the visual. That's the story. Maybe some banter with the bartender kicking somebody out. Right. I think it's just because we did that last. And after seeing everything else they did with the land, it was a little underwhelming. I mean, they could have done it comparatively. If you, what if it were, what if they replaced, swapped the docking bay restaurant and the cantina's location so that the cantina was part of the bazaar. And so it justified hanging up a bunch of like tchotchkes and stuff. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's, I actually liked the vibe of the docking bay a lot better. I felt it just. I'm going to have to go. I like, I'm going to check it out next trip. It's a lot of visuals. I want to go in. So that's, I don't really have many thoughts on the cantina. It's the kind of place where I'm like, if they took out the 45 minute time limit, I'd go there on like a Friday night and just listen to the music and have a couple of drinks and take in the vibe. If there, there was aliens. Aliens too. If there was, help. if Wolfman walked up to the bar and sat there and just grunted at you, I would. Now what if people violently had their arm cut off midway through? Right, yeah. Um, and you had splash zone seats. Yeah, exactly. Um, but if like even if Ray, if Ray just walked in and like ran out real quick, just maybe they could do that stuff. Maybe, maybe. they could, maybe they will. Maybe after rise open, maybe you never. Maybe they'll tear it down. Um, okay, so I really don't. I I mean, there's not much to talk about there that really has yeah, been I talked about. It. I just love the music. I thought it was very. Yeah, I the music it all had good. a Star Wars vibe, but was yeah. not. I'm glad we didn't walk into you know the cantina. Do, 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 I did. Like <laughs> I just uh, I want a little bit of that, but I want it to feel like a flesh. Here's a hit the, with, going around the galaxy. <laughs> I like to think the actual Cantina band was like, they stole our damn song. There is another song by the same band that sounds similar. And somebody pointed out, it's like, this sounds like a ripoff of the Cantina song. Yes. And when they when they announced the, the name, I was like, that's the name of the band. So it's the same band as the Cantina that's song. Funny. So Yeah, but there's lots of stuff like that. But eh, see, this is going to sound really jerk. This is gonna, I'm going to sound like a jerk. And I know that. So you can't blame What else is new? What else is new? <laughs> Is that whenever they do little cool stuff like that, I also, I'm like, okay, you mean the cleverest people in the world came up with something clever story-wise? You know, it's, it's not enough for you. <laughs> no, it's not. Like it's, it's like in The Lion King when Timon and Pumbaa were funny. I'm like, what, two very well-known comedians said some funny lines and that impresses you now? You are hard to impress. <laughs> no, I am. I know. But, but that's where I'm like, those little things. I'm like, that's cool. But it's not, a, that doesn't replace the experience. Not for a billion dollars. 
That's, and I keep going back to that, but it's a billion dollars. <laughs> it's, it's expensive land. It's an expensive, for a billion dollars, the thing that's going to sell it for me is not going to be those little things. It's going to be, oh, see. where did the billion dollars go? Okay, that's and uh, that's where we differ, because to me, I was like, all these little things combined, I feel like I'm in Star Wars. I'm and because that, and that, that's where, that's where attractions for me, like the Country Bear Jamboree. Where there are so many little tricks that I don't think people appreciate or realize. Like the fact that just these little things, like when uh, Big Al starts playing Blood on the Saddle a second time and everybody thinks there's a malfunction in the animatronics. And then Henry and, and, the, and the squirrel go, hey, you already had your turn. Stuff like that didn't cost any money because they didn't have a lot of money to build that attraction. And so it was like scrappy cleverness that made the experience. Here, same scrappy cleverness, same smart people, same. But they have a billion dollars. But they have a billion dollars, so, so those little smart. things aren't going to make it for me. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's like, I think you're in a unique perspective because I know the average guest will never I, know. I, I never claim to be the average guest. I never said I was that. <laughs> I just said I'm me. Being more average is the solution I'm that I'm saying here. Uh, okay, well, I guess the big one, Smuggler's Run. We both did it three times. Okay. We both wait. That's gonna be the finale. Oh, is that not what? Okay, well, we're only an hour or two. Yeah, <laughs> we have thirty more minutes. Okay, docking bay seven. I you didn't I, go. I you want to hear go. the funniest I got story of immersion? So here, this it's uh, food's not great. Okay, and I know I'm not the first to say that. I didn't have blue milk. What was it? It was. It's like, like ooh. what's the real food? Like I know, I know they'll come up with a name. The, and the, stuff. Yin, the yin, what, what is the hot dog the taco of? Uh, uh, <laughs> we'll just talk about food. Yeah. This will be food. We'll talk about the hot dog taco. Um, the the thing they suggested for me to eat was the braised pork. Mm-hmm. Not good. Don't get it. It's overpriced. It's eighteen dollars. Whoa! I, I that's not Disney price. That's more. And I expected them. That's table service prices. I know, and I expected it to be table service. Wow. It was quick service. It was ABC commissary. I think they might commissary. I think they might have ran to the commissary to get it. Wow. Um, Sixteen dollars for the ribs, um, which is a good price for ribs, but not cafeteria ribs. Yeah. Um, bad price for what I got. I mean, I'm a Kansas City guy, so you can't you can't sell me ribs in Florida and expect me to like them. That's um, like pizza and me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh. But but you, you so anyway so I go into this but here's the here's the story so the, theming one of the best themed restaurants it's cool. it's so it's subtle it's I mean Pandora also has a really good themed restaurant except for it's like you know Pandora so what the hell is this that's right, weird right. I guess I guess this is what happens in Pandora is this what happens in Pandora is confusing <laughs> and I don't know um, but here it felt very. Star Warsy, and that was like one of the one areas where I was like, this feels Star Wars, it feels alien, but it doesn't feel forced and nostalgic. It doesn't feel like, look at that corner, it's the Mandalorian helmet. Or look, it's Boba Fett's backpack, which I felt like in a lot of the gift shops, especially, it was look up on that shelf, it's a pod racer. And I and I and I and I know it's whatever, but for me. That and I tweeted about this a long time ago, and I was like, the thing that this might kill the immersion of Star Wars: The Galaxy's Edge for me is if I can recognize pretty much most of the stuff, uh-huh. and in some of the places I did, and it killed the immersion. Huh. And okay. because if I, if I, 
an off-worlder mm-hmm. can go to any planet in the Star Wars galaxy and pretty much tell you the history of the items there. Right. That's not realistic. I'm trying to think of an Earth analogy to, like, is that like going to a random a random diner in middle America and going like, oh, like... Uh, that would be like if, if I went to Greenland, knowing nothing about Greenland, and I went into their museum... And it was just a bunch of America stuff. I think that's the best analogy. Like, it's just like stuff like, wow, that's eerily, weirdly familiar. Why is all of this here in the same location all of a sudden? And I know it's a nitpick and I know people probably don't agree. But for me, I'm just like, I know what that is. I know what that is. I've seen that. I've seen that. I'm like, so is this is this whole universe really this small? Well, okay. It's (laughs) funny because I had the same nitpick with the names of the drinks in the yes where they'd be like oh it's like the hoth blaster and i was like why do they know about hoth the whole reason they picked hoth was because it's an <laughs> unknown area that nobody knew about you know it's after everybody uh, knows about the metal hoth well that's that's Thousands the argument i've heard died. that's the why we didn't drink after. after is like this is after all this stuff have you happened. never had the chernobyl uh twister at uh at benny's <laughs> down the street every time um so but that, but that but I will say and maybe I was only hard enough. But Docking Bay Seven, like I was like, this is like a scene from a new movie. It feels so. I don't know. It just felt so right and not forced. Um. And then the food sucked. But um, here's the story. So I ordered. We ordered. I was friends. We ordered the braised pork, mm-hmm. which is called the braised shark dot or something bray shark dot and then i ordered the ribs which were called like the yin tin or something something i don't know or the chickens called the yin tin i ordered the ribs which is called like the you know the 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 banta ribs or something stupid and so i order these things and i and so i I go back to my seat and i have these two foreign looking dishes like totally i have no idea what they are and you know like okay let's go try these everybody and so i'm like all right the ribs are okay i take a bite of the pork it's like breaded i'm like that's weird and it's and I take a bite, and I'm like, that tastes like chicken. And I look in the middle and I was like, that looks like chicken. <laughs> and then I go back to the lay to the person. And so in my mind, I was like, okay, just explain to them that when you got this, show them the receipt. Like, cause you know, whenever I whenever I'm about to have a human interaction, I'm all I'm always You've like queue up I've, I've got to queue up all the info where I'm gonna like blank out and start thinking about something else. So I was like, I'm about to actually have to talk to somebody and then listen because <laughs> you know me you know like sometimes you'll just be talking and it'll take me like three minutes to be like oh hey i, rem- I heard what you said i just back pocketed Here's my it. agenda of what yeah. i need to cover right now yeah. this um is chicken not and so i so i was like hey this is chicken this is okay i'm just gonna spine i didn't know what these things looked like because i'm on an alien planet and and I, I but I was not thinking of it from immersion level. I was just like, all right, I'm about to go into a customer service situation. Here's my excuse. I this is clearly chicken now, and I can tell that that this was never braised pork, and I don't know why I thought that that I even thought this was acceptable. Did it not have like descriptions no. of the way of the drinks? Well, it did on the menu. Okay, but it didn't have pictures by it, and it did up gotcha. on the big board. But I wasn't looking at that because I had the menu, and also the big board was behind me at this point. By the time I got up to the guest the desk and thought about this, um, and definitely way after I had gone back to my seat and started eating it. So this is all that's going through my mind. And I was like, okay, I'm ready to walk into this customer relations. So I walk up and I'm like, okay, remember everything. Let's go. Hi, good sons, my brethren. And I'm like, gosh, darn it. And so this was the start of one of the worst interactions I've ever had in my life. But it was probably in retrospect, one of the funniest. So I was like, hi, um, or good sons or good morrow or rising moons, whatever. 
Um, so I ordered the braised pork and I ordered the uh, the, uh, the the ribs. He's like, oh, do you mean the braised shark fin and the yin tin tanton? <laughs> and I'm like, um, n- I don't know. Cast member sweating, thinking you're a plant, trying yeah. to find him out. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, I don't, I don't know. And and they're like, well, well, let me take a look. Well, it says here you ordered the the bronze, the bronze ribs and the the tanton yanton. This is clearly not that. I'm like, so this is the chicken, right? This is chicken, right? <laughs> <laughs> she's like what she said and she was she was very nice she's like yes it's the yin tin tanton i was like is it chicken time out time is out it, is it yeah. chicken is it chicken you need to tell me right now what did i just eat i just took a bite of this you give me the wrong food and then you're not telling me and she's like ah oh, yes good morrow i will go fix i will go fix this issue and then i was and I, she left and she's like i'm so sorry you had to eat you you ate the yantan tintan and you're supposed to get you're supposed to get the the braised rib pour, the the braised the braised rib yak and i'm like okay what is it so this is ribs now, and this is pork. She's like, yes, this is the yantan tintan ribs, and this is the, the mako mako bacon or what? And I was like, okay, thank you. And I went back to my seat and I was just like, I don't think this whole idea is gonna work very long, guys. I, I broke them in two, it took two days and I broke them. They had to get six people together to figure wow. that out, by the way. Wow! It went from one. Uh, let me get my manager. Like we went up the ladder. I mean, so this is the, the point where there were moments, though, where they very well you might see in a couple of months that like, oh no, you go inside the docking bay. They'll call it chicken. They'll call it like because of this. Yeah, and it wasn't like she was trying to hide the information from me. Right. She was but there, to stay and, and that was of course an exaggeration. Right. But that's the kind of interaction where. If I found that in four hours, how many other kinds of situations are there going to be with those type of failures where it's or those not type of failures or those type of uh, miscommunications where it's it's just so funny. Um, it's just because I was literally like, like if I would not have gotten the wrong food, that would have happened. It would have been fine. Right. But I had to go explain. And I wonder if internally there is a, a threshold where you go, all right, now you break. At this point, break character, and it's okay to talk yeah, and it, in plain terms. And maybe, yeah, and I think that's what – and I'm totally spitballing. And I hope none of them are fans and listen to this. I doubt they are. Um, but, you know, the uh, – Well, they're not anymore. They're not they anymore. Are. Yeah, they, they, they left. Um, <laughs> but I, I hope that – I I am I wonder if that's what that conversation was because it was a very simple thing. I ordered the wrong thing. All the stuff is right there. Go yeah. switch it out. But she had to go to another person who went to another person, and, and there was a huddle of like five people. And I don't think it was all about like, well, they got to stay in character. It was probably like, oh, we ran out of pork. What do I want to do? Well, go scrounge up some. And um, but it was one of those situations where it was very weird. We both kind of were in there, and you know, in the reality of the world. It might have made sense of an off-worlder doing that. But in the reality of reality, we both understood what was happening. You are an employee being paid to stay in character. And I am a customer that got the wrong order. I'm here to rectify a situation. You're forced to rectify my situation with one key little part of that is that you You can't use this language. Use this language. And, And I'm sure if someone else... If it was like a family, like if it was a second language English speaker, or it was someone, oh, yeah, that, someone would... that had communication issues, 
they wouldn't even bother. They would just immediately go, oh, I'm so sorry. But yeah. I, I, I have a, you know, pliable face. Um, <laughs> they were like, it's Brad Pitt. Yeah, it's, 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 all, it's all the wax museum doll Brad Pitt just kind of meandered up. So, and then the food was terrible, but that's. <laughs> did you not have the hot dog taco? I also had the hot dog taco, which you might be wondering, how much food did you eat, Kevin? And the answer is a lot because um, I wanted to talk about it. The hot dog taco was, it was oh, fine. It was fine. It was bland. I didn't expect much. I hot dog slaw and like, what was it? Pork? There yeah. was another meat in there. It was, it was a euro. Um, it was a euro. It was like a bad euro. Yeah. I don't know if I would call it that. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's got pita bread and slaw. And I mean, it had pita bread and it had some kind of slaw, but I don't know. I, I'll stick with hot dog taco. Yeah. Because the hot dog was very prominent. It yeah. Was, it was very like, right. It's there. just a weird form factor for food. It's like right there in your face. Yeah. I would have preferred an actual euro. I would have preferred. Yeah. I would have preferred the breakfast version. Um, I didn't. I haven't. I accidentally ordered the breakfast. And that's another thing. I kept ordering. They had the breakfast menu up there. Oh, right. really? For like testing? I don't know. Huh. It was right next to the. It said breakfast served from here to here. And then like lunch served from here to here. Oh. And I just, you know, I'm bad at reading. But it happened twice. I ordered two breakfast items. They're like, yeah, it's not breakfast anymore. I'm like, what? <laughs> Good sons. Yeah. I couldn't. I, Rising moons. I had. Till the spire. Normally, I can do a, a normal social interaction with a stranger. I've never had so much trouble figuring out how to respond to strangers than when I would get like good, good, happy suns, <laughs> rising moons. And I was like, what do I say? Do I say you too? Also with you? Like what? Well, it's I, like, I it's, it's like, like, it's like was, when it's like when you're on off a cruise ship and people are like, when no, it, not even, oh no, because I, I don't know. I, when, whenever, I'm good, when, I'm when good it, enough where I'm just like, no, thanks. No, sorry. Leave me. No, no, not, not that. But like in, no, in ports, like whenever they're like, hola. I'm like, do I say a really American, uh, old, like when they say, hola. Right. The analogy like, I did was, it was like, if you brought me back to church after 20 years and I don't know any of the prayers or responses and right. like, I'm like, all right, I, I see yeah. other people doing it. I don't know what it is. So I'm just going to try and watch. And I just imagine it. that it goes like this, like rising suns, rising suns. What did you say to me? Exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. Did you say it back? That's not the proper. T- so I did just a lot of the just smiling and nodding. Like I was like, all these people have lightsabers because they're really not that hard to get. I mean, two hundred dollars for a death machine. That's all you need. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a saw. So I mean, um, you don't need any weed whackers, everything. But uh, but yeah, the um, food in general really not disappointing because I didn't expect anything and didn't. That was never really an advertised part of the land. Like I it, wanted more snacks. Because what they have? Popcorn? <laughs> that was the most childish thing I've ever heard you say. But it was like not in a bad way. It was just really funny. I wanted more. I wanted more snacks, snacks, and I didn't get it. <laughs> so they had popcorn, and I asked and some people for it, and <laughs> soda. Like that was it. Yeah, I mean, oh no, they had the jerky too. Did you see that jerky? Looked yes. real nasty. Oh, it looked terrible. I was <laughs> like, that was is like, well that's themed. Pretty cool. But I'm <laughs> never I thought eat the that. same thing. I was like, that is well themed. Get that away from me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then while I was eating my hot dog taco, I'm like, I swear to God, is, they put I've any jerky. I've never seen in jerky here. that dried out and like craggly and, and stuff. Cra- it's like, it's like <sighs> the bacon of jerky. It was, it was <laughs> rough. Uh, the blue milk was good. The green milk was not as good. I did not try it. It's imagine a slushy, but way more the, mellow. You spent a billion dollars and you called it blue milk. 
Man, talk about being backed into a corner, though. I know, right? It's blue milk. That's what it is. I know, it's but... It's not even really milk, which is probably killing them. We spent a billion dollars, and we couldn't come up with anything else than blue milk. A summer's going to roll around, and they're going to be guests who are like, why would I have milk? It's 110 degrees right that now. Is... And they they have no way to right then and there go, no, no, there's no actual milk. Don't worry. It's not a dairy drink. It's <laughs> Milk was, was a just, bad listen, choice. We were, yeah, there's, it's kind of... But, the, but the, on the whole greeting thing, I remember after seeing the Disneyland when I was having fear of missing out syndrome and I was like, man, I really wish I was there. And people kept saying like, till the spot. Like I had the best day at yeah, Disneyland. Yeah. Till the spire. And I was like, because I was sitting there and I was like, Kevin, do you think those people sound like stupid idiots because you're jealous of them? Or is that a really dumb phrase and it's just objectively dumb. And I was there today. I no longer have a fear of missing out. And I've got to say, it's objectively stupid. Well, I don't know what the phrase it is. Means we'll see you again. Until we meet again on the spire. Oh. The Black Spire Outpost. See, how am I supposed to know that, though? Till the spire. I know that because Brad told me. And I got to say, it's still stupid. Like, rising suns. I was like, it's raining. Yeah, see, I thought it was some sort suns. of like... Battle Rain. call or something, Rain. or like we're gonna. I, no, I did till, not till know the spire that. means I will like, see you at the spire again. That's weird. Have you ever? Is there any other real life example yeah, when I, when of I, a regionalized when, 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 when way I, of saying when, when, see you later? Yeah, when I when I leave here, I'll be like till the magic, <laughs> and that's just you know that the next time we see yeah. each other, we'll be at MK. Right. It's, so it's like till till the next Tinkerbell till Tinkerbell flies. That's, yeah. Or yeah. till the islands. See you at Islands of Adventure tomorrow. Till the yeah. islands. Yeah, that's strange. Yeah, and I thought they were saying I thought there was a story thing. Yeah, I, th I wasn't sure. Was it to the spire? It's, it's till, the till spire? at least the way Brad explained it to me. And I, and so, you know, but I was having that, like, is this stupid because I'm jealous or is this just stupid? And I got to say, it's just stupid. See, there's another one. They can fix it. Just give it a story that's not see you later and give it something else. The, uh, you can, if there's one thing I've learned about Star Wars, you can retcon anything with the right book or comic. Exactly. It doesn't matter. But I think a great uh, – the, the, I think uh, this is unrelated, but another thing on immersion is you have a uh, – and then what's our about Millennium Falcon? <laughs> well, good. We're coming up on – oh, no. It's still an hour or two. Okay. I was looking at 1240. I was, I was like oh, 1 a.m. <laughs> um, but I was – so the one thing I, I just couldn't get over was the idea that Star Wars movies exist, and I've seen them, and mm -hmm. then I'm also in this land because that doesn't make any sense. Unless I'm a character, and if so, why didn't anybody prepare me for this? Um, but I thought it'd be really funny. Is like, is that why Ray looks so weird? Like their movies, their movies, and I'd love for there to be like, like Ray, like you look different, and her just be like, oh, do you mean like Daisy Ridley, the actress from the United States of America on Earth? Yeah, that's a movie. They would never. I know, but that would make me happy. Well, <laughs> why isn't everything I think we're learning? What would make you happy is very different from a lot of people. It's old Epcot and apparently nothing else. <laughs> okay. uh, um, the uh, so food, meh. All right, yeah, yeah. It's it, it, for it, improvement. For it sure. wasn't like an av, but it wasn't advertised part of the land, and the it's the, also not a big part of the lore. Like it's not Harry Potter. They have a whole thing about the candy card. Here's all the different candies. So you right, butterbeer. Right. Yeah, but like Here's you, you Wars, rarely see people eating. All they eating. had was blue milk, and that's yeah. why they kind of used. And it, I think so. with, uh, and I think with, I think the if you look at Hollywood Studios as a park as a whole, which no one ever does when they talk about this, and they never will, um, because it was made for two different parks. But also, if you look at Hollywood Studios as a park as a whole, that kind of food is the exact food that park needs. 
which is interesting quick service conversation items because the rest of the park is boring quick service or nice sit down restaurants. Yes. So like that's what you need. Like Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, especially and especially Epcot have these quick service that aren't necessarily the most filling items. But there's those things that you talk about and it becomes a culture around it. And yep. maybe that's going to happen with this um, Pandora. They gave up super fast. Did they though? Or did they? I don't know. They had the night blossom. It's that, yeah, the mango. Thing. The mango loompa. I don't know about food. Oh, I, I was talking about food. I think snack-wise, they just need to have a thing. And I, I think Star Wars is right now is just blue milk. And as far as drinks go, it's like, all right, but I'm not going to go get another one. It's It seemed like a watered-down... It was a novelty. Yeah, but at least I feel like most of the other novelties have more to it. But but that's where that's what Disney's been... You know, Disney hasn't... Disney's looking for that. They, they remember when they tried to do LeFou's Brew after they uh, LeFou's Brews is great, it's still around, oh my and it's great, and it's better than Dole Whips. And I'll fight anybody who says, yeah, no, I mean it's it's, it's quality, <laughs> but it didn't catch on the way they they, they wanted no, the butter beer. But it's doing well enough that it's still. Around. I have honestly thought about when I'm down here buying a ticket to go have butter beer. Really, that's how much I love butter beer. See, I think it's good, but yeah, you do. it is like LeFou's Brew or. I don't know, whatever the new shake is that they throw in where I'm like, yeah, it's good. I'll have it. I don't need to write home about it. But I like it. I don't think Star Wars Land has that yet. All and right. They need to look for it. Final 15. On the most important part, bathrooms clearly walked in, went, I've never seen a Star Wars bathroom, but this makes sense. I will buy yes. this. I, I, the, the, <laughs> as, as Sean said, uh, the water was hot and the dryer was cold and it was a really weird experience. <laughs> I was in space for sure. <laughs> I looked at it, I was like, they use the visual language of Star Wars for a bathroom. I bought it. Okay, this works. I felt like the amount of water that came out of the sink was very heavy. The shared on my hands. sink was an interesting design. It, it all worked. <laughs> Uh, and that's it. Thanks for coming and the, listening. The giant roundabout talking. shared toilet was <laughs> uncomfortable at first and then quite enlightening and later very comfortable. So And look, there's a couple of books that talk about it, so you can't Right. And you're all back to back. You're just leaning. I mean, you know, right. it's just a matter of when one person gets up, you got to notify everybody or there's going to be a whole thing. Um, <laughs> Smugglers run. If only you could see what's in my head right now. <laughs> I, um, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Okay, Smuggler's Run. I loved it. I hated it. And I didn't hate it. Period. I didn't hate it. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to. <laughs> well, I've won this debate. Uh, yeah, that's Let's fantastic. wrap it up until the fifth one. Okay. Listen. I didn't hate the ride. I'm going to say this. This ride might be the most technically impressive ride. That is, I mean, of course, there's many different ride types and they can't be right. compared. But you got to, I think, hands down, the fact that there are six people interacting with a video game that is rendering in three time in a, in a 270, 180 dome surrounding a moving simulator is groundbreaking. It's amazing. It's incredible. The fact that technology has come this far and the way they've been able to implement it and how fluid it is and how little it breaks down, it's absolutely astounding and it doesn't translate to the ride at all and it and it doesn't matter i feel like it doesn't need to and i and my opinion is it the ride itself if i ignore the fact that this is amazing yeah if i but like because the per the technical person to me is is like yelling like this is incredible think about this right we, we were talking about all about futurism today mm -hmm. but we're like you know if even 
five years ago if you would have shown me. This would have yeah. blown my mind. But because of everything, we're just bombarded with possibilities. Um, and, of course, the, our in, impending doom. But may, but other also possibilities. Um, but it's, you know, with all these things like, oh, technology's here, here, here. Like, we've seen the ILM labs. We've seen, like, all those crazy things they're doing. And so when, I, when you get here, I don't think it ever hits you. And especially by the time you get there, because it's all about nostalgia. You're not thinking about the technical aspect right. of this ride. You're on the Millennium Falcon. You're on the Millennium Falcon. But the it's so impressive. But I had to force myself to think about that because the whole time I was like, this is not fun. That's my opinion. Interesting. But I want to hear yours. I want to hear yours. And, okay. Uh, and, I, and I don't want to say, I'm not saying this ride is bad. I'm saying it's not for me. Okay. So if you and like this ride, fair. I'm not saying you're wrong. Right. This is just not for me. I'm right. not saying this ride doesn't have merit. I just went on a spiel about how incredible it is. Right. But and it doesn't make the ride better for me. So and I will say, I to preface this, I don't think everybody should like it. And what I found really interesting when we were talking before we recorded is how you said you felt some motion sickness. Every time. All three times. literally an hour beforehand, Kat and I were talking about the ride and talking about how there was virtually none for us. And Kat usually does get motion sick and she didn't in this at all. I, I, I never get motion sick, so I didn't feel it at all. And I felt that it was tamer than Star Tours in that regard. Um, but as I'll say this, I've played video games my entire life. I still play video games. I did a whole video about how I was getting hard on Disney because I felt like they weren't putting enough interactivity into their interactive. You're tough on Disney. Uh, rough, tough, either. I was I was you hard getting on them. hard. I was getting hard. Stop on them. saying that. <laughs> Not over them, on them. Okay. <laughs> I I was being hard on Disney. Okay. Uh, because I felt their interactive experiences were not interactive enough, or they weren't. Um, they weren't. How do I put this? There wasn't. What's the best way to word? There wasn't enough of a reaction to the things you were doing. Yes, you're pushing buttons, you're doing this, you're doing that, but it has, mission space has no, you push the buttons, you don't, it doesn't matter. You get the same exact video. Yeah, you're either going to die or you're going to live. There's no difference. <laughs> um, this felt like a good medium where I know I can't expect it to be like a real video game where it's like, oh, you crash the ship, you lose, get off, you're, it's over. I knew there was always going to be an ending where you kind of do the mission and get back. But I felt the level of interactivity, considering not everybody riding it's going to be a video game player, was really great. My <sighs> biggest gripe with it was that I thought the position of Gunner was missing that visceral feeling of pulling a trigger. Oh, yeah. Like pushing 100%. a button was not the way to go. Like hitting a button for the missiles makes sense. I see that in sci-fi movies. That one worked. But the, the button for the lasers just is a bad choice. There should have been a joystick with a trigger there. Absolutely. Um, but like the engineer, I love. I think the engineer is the second best position. I thought is better than the gunner. The gunner sucks. Uh, everybody said the engineer is the worst. I disagree. I think that engineer is second best for sure. Yeah, I, I. It doesn't match pilot. Pilot's one where I would have preferred if they somehow worked out a ride system where you had a pilot. This whole left and right, up and down, like trying to do like a three-legged race thing doesn't make for a good video game experience. But I no, feel it like actually that makes... was the logistics of. We need six people in this cockpit. Yeah, no, what that, are we going to make them do? And I think I didn't mind it as much because I think you couldn't have logistically, not only, you know, we have to have people do something, but it's also like, are you really going to put the fate of the entire ship into the hands one of one person. person? That's true. Um, and I, 
And so I think for me, a lot of it was, and maybe it was just the time I rode and maybe it was something, maybe like my, I had a bad engineer in the back of me that wasn't actually fixing the ship and I had no control. Maybe that's part of it, but I felt like I wasn't controlling the ship. Interesting. I felt, and I, and I knew it was going to be on a rail and I didn't expect it not to be. And I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not even disappointed that it isn't. I just expected it to be like. Like video, I expect it to be like a video game where a video game on the rail, you still have like, you know, a, a circumference of a free space. You do in this. You do, but you can't really explore it. Because you only have half of control of the ship. No, but even then, it's not like I'm deciding we're going up. Yeah, you do though. But it doesn't, it's like, I'm going to tilt up. And I'm going to slowly go up. I never felt like I, if there was something in front of me, I never felt like I was Han Solo. And I was like, oh, evasive of removers. That's so, that's so interesting. And I, I like could have had a I bad flew, experience. I had that to the point where I was like, this is very sensitive. And when I was really, flying, I, had I, was these... like, I had to wiggle because I was like, this is super sensitive. If I go up, we're going to go way up. And I need to like try and keep That it is so level. crazy. I had the exact opposite. I felt like I was like. Trying to break it because I was like, I need to go up. I Wait, need to were go you up. up? You were up down. Yeah, that's right or left. I was up down. I was right. Okay, so was I. Interesting. It's very bizarre. But we've had a lot of these different interesting experiences. Um, with the, it's clear that so what we're describing is good. It sounds like there are perhaps I'm crazy and you're crazy and we just met somewhere in the middle and we had the same experience, but more likely there are truly different experiences and maybe that I had an engineer behind me that didn't press the button that allowed me to get control and I should have turned around. That could be part of it. That And that's the thing where as a game, you know, traditionally a game's job is to teach you the rule set, teach you what you're supposed to be doing so that you have the tools and the know-how of how to do it. Right. But it also has the blessing of we've got you for anywhere from six to a hundred hours to do that. And here you have like three minutes and that feels super rushed. It's incredibly rushed, but also I couldn't take it if it was any longer. Which is, I walked off going, if there was a 20-minute version of this ride, I'd be in heaven right now. Oh, my God. I could take this. Totally different. Like, I felt so sick. Uh, it's it, And I just, I can't do screens anymore. I just can't. And this was, this felt very screeny. I felt like they needed to up the brightness on the projectors. That I would agree with. They could um, do a little bit more. I've always that. said that about every ride ever. The, we, the diff weird difference is this time I wasn't wearing 3D glasses. So I was like, what's the excuse? Yeah, yeah. Um, I know you can make the projectors brighter. Um, and it, it just, it felt very flat um, most of the time. Uh, that the illusion, that 360 dome, I needed glasses. I'm glad they didn't give me glasses. You need them though. See, I disagree. I walked off going, I don't ever want to go on a 3D ride again. This just proved to me I can do these without 3D, without glasses. I didn't. I thought it was impressive. And I know part of it's because it's a cockpit that I was like, every other ride, uh, Pandora or just uh, Soren, you can look to the left and the right and you see the guts of the ride, its inner workings. And here I was in a cockpit in the Millennium Falcon yeah. flying around. And it's again, and stuff it, like that. that but that stuff me. doesn't add into the experience unless you can comparatively look at stuff like that and say, that's why this is cool. But I think for me that though brought me to that level of immersion. Even and I subconsciously. Think along, with the, along with the interactivity, which is important because, you know, I have the freedom to look left and right and fly to passage because I'm not controlling anything. I'm along for the ride. But when I'm flying, you know, when you're playing the game, you got that tunnel vision, which is why when they demo games, 
you're gonna you're more likely to see flaws in it than when you're playing because when you're playing you're focused on what you're doing and everything around you just kind of bleeds away and that's what i think works well with this ride in that i was just focused on right in front of me this chase and, I, and I had i had a bad experience as pilot i enjoyed it more than the others mm-hmm. i think it's the best position maybe my experience was bad but when you're as gunner as when you're when you're engineer you're not really looking at the screen as much especially engineer it's not like because you're so far back and because those screens aren't bright enough and because you're always looking at the buttons to see if there's one to hit it's kind of back and forth so it feels real and then there's certain times where there is some movement to it where it's like you feel rock like one oh, time yeah, we you're being rocked around rocking. i think the best the thing i can say about this ride is my major suggestion is you better have five friends that would yeah. help big time because your experience will be ruined in my opinion if it's two of you four of you Five of you, if, if you get, if you're not comfortable and familiar with the five other people in that cockpit, your experience is greatly ruined. Because I had, I did one with four people and then two other people mm-hmm. and it was fine. It was, I mean, I didn't, I didn't love the ride. Then I did one with six people that we all kind of knew each other or we all had been familiar with each other. And we just got into it and we were shouting and I was hitting buttons. And yeah. that's what you're makes the experience, experience because that's, that's different than most theme park rides. And that's that was like this is different, right? Because what other theme park rides is there that level of interactivity? None. I mean, Toy Story with one other person, Midway Mania. Yeah, but that, that's but a it's, that's totally a, it's a competition. Yeah, exactly. What what non competition one? There is, is there? none. That's and that's nice. where this one really like that experience. While I still thought the ride was different, it definitely that group activity of it. I was like, this is the it's it's very cool. It's, you it's, know, it's a weird analogy. Would it be like saying going on the teacups with a friend versus a stranger? Yeah, like that comfortable. You need to be comfortable, so you know, like yeah, how much a, are we going to spin, or we're not, right. or just not knowing. Especially again, you have like three minutes, and then you're done, which is to me just. I wish it was longer. I wish they just gave you. More. <sighs> I mean, I'm glad it's not because holy cow! And after riding it three times, it's very similar every time. Yes, and and that's where I accept that that needs to happen from a gameplay from a game yeah. theory perspective. I understand the game theory that behind that. I expected it. it to be at least a different location, and maybe it was. It was just hard to determine. This is a ride system where if they don't in the next five years swap it you out, know, with yeah, you know they will. I'm going to be. It's really going to be. It'll be. It'll be whatever the new it's land built from. for this, right? Yeah. They need to do that. So overall, it's it's a technically impressive ride. I got motion sick every time. I had a bad experience as pilot. I clearly didn't have the control you did. But, you know, if you have a group of people, it's super fun. And if this is the B attraction yes. to, or the, you know, the, yeah. D, the, D, the D ticket or the, the C ticket, then, you know, it blows it out of the water. But right now, this is all we have to do, sure. which is a problem. But it's, you know, even even judging it as an E ticket, I still uh-huh. think it holds up. Um, I think when they're actually in day to day ops that you'll have more time in that area in the, yeah we got rushed through every time, every time every time i had to I never lot, waited the, more than 30 seconds the, to get yeah on. the last time i was like i'm taking a picture yeah and just we said, missed we missed our cockpit at one point and they sent us back to get reassigned because we didn't hear them in that 30 second window and because of the way the the function of the ride it's like well that cockpit that cockpit's gone you can't get on the next one that's not how it works so you had to go get yeah reassigned. i mean so yeah and that was a problem I don't know. I don't know why you couldn't just add more colors or add more people to that area or change that because you know that, I think they're so efficient. 
The, the first it is time we were so first the group, efficient. So we went right What's on. What's the ride capacity? I, one of them was 24. One of them is 14, right? I, I assume they were the same size. I don't know. Because it's what, six per pod. No, I meant like. Rise versus this. I remember. Oh, I don't know. I remember one of them. the The capacity was like yikes, and then another one. It was like okay, that's like rock and roller coaster. I have no clue. But they I get never... people in and on and off this thing like nobody's business. Yeah. And, and there are certain parts of, like I thought the pre show was very meh. I think the first I enjoyed it. I mean, like what when the room with in the room with Hondo. As bad as it sounds, I bought Pandora's premise, the flight of passage premise. I thought I think flight of passage is a far superior ride. To this, um, it's different. So, how can you compare a, yeah, bo- yeah. a book to a movie, kind of thing? Um, but it, it, I think, I think I was, you know, because Pandora is more of an experience, and this is more of a game. Mm-hmm. So you can't compare it. Yeah, but I'm going to. I gotta say, I like Flight of Passage more. But the whole setup, I thought the setup, the first time was very confusing. Because I was like, "Who am I? What's going on? Why am I? Why, why are you? Why do you want me to do this? Chewie can Chewie can autopilot. So then why 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 didn't you just do that the whole that time? That part I didn't like. Yeah, that's especially a real... because it seemed like a perfect opportunity to just finish piloting at right. the very end. Like just why it be? Like, I thought we kept hitting a a piece of the spire because we were just bad pilots. Or then I heard that line, but I think it keeps coming back to they're trying to cram so much information. They're trying to give you a story. Set up the premise. Yeah, set up the position. Teach you how to play a video game in three minutes, and that's crazy for them. For Disney, no less, who is not typically good at interactive games. Well, in they they knocked it out of the park as far as the gameplay of this because it works and it's believable. But I think their failings are the story. No, no, I think part I think of it is story. teaching people how to play. I think I was never confused in any position. You, you said I think there are going to be people who are though. I think they're going to people who see the buttons light up, especially because the land I thought it was has made so for many panels that light up like throughout the land. Oh yeah, that there's going to be somebody who doesn't even know like, oh, I'm supposed to hit all these buttons, or like they're so used to putting that kind of stuff. Oh, in yeah, the I guess I guess I'm placebo. used to the mission space like hit right, it, right, so hit they'll it. shut up. And here's the thing: they try and teach you because they give you the card, but. The card with the instructions doesn't mean the much. The card has instructions? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't know that. Because nobody's going to look at it because you're putting them in the greatest photo op in the Millennium Falcon. You're and there's no time through. to take a picture. So I don't have time to like sit here and read this card. So I feel like they need to find a new way to teach you how to play the game so that when you get there, you already know, okay, whatever role I'm doing, this is what I need to do or this is what I need to do. But what they end up doing is when you're taking off, going, all right, pilots, you're going left and right and up or down. And, okay, you turn this on, engineers, and you get you get the five seconds to test it out, and then it's, you're thrown into it. And I feel like as far as game design goes, that's a bad idea. So, I, didn't, I don't think so. I, I think it's fine. I think it's going to work. I think people are going to understand. If they don't, the I... The gunner, they'll have to because it's the only button you can push. I did manual. What? I did the manual gunner. And yeah, you just keep hitting that button over and over. I did, but I didn't. I didn't do automatic. What automatic? There's an automatic and a manual gunner. What? Yeah, you can hit manual gunner and then you can aim. So what? Yeah, did you not know that? No. So, See, this is what I'm talking about. Where did you even learn about this? It was just. It just said it right there. It just said automatic or manual, and I, it was like right when I came in. And I think it might have been because I hit it so early that it gave me the option. It was before the cast member hit the bit, like the button to start the ride. 
And so I just sat down, I hit the green, and it just like was like, brrr, it lit up my That's portion. That's a game changer for me. What the hell? And it says, uh, and it actually kind of made the experience more fun because I was, so it's. You gotta aim. <laughs> yeah, it's, but, but there was only really three positions to aim. It was up, middle, or down. That's fine. That's and then still... so every time I saw like a TIE fighter, like above me, I would hit, and then I like as it went down, I would kind of go down the buttons. And Wow. Yeah. And so like each button. I mean, it might have been a fever it dream. direction and then fire. It was like you're hitting, you're firing high, firing Yeah, there's fire high, fire low. It was the same turret, That's but it was. cool. And yeah. I wish I knew about that but i did not yeah and then like and there's a whole point rating system at the end too that they don't really explain that part of it is like that's when i thought the story worked really well for extra play time like to play it again but i thought it failed in explaining it to me and so that's where i was you know because i think that's part of the whole like you're you're you know it'll follow you around the land but i don't know because i thought you know i was like because the whole story and i don't know who hondo is and you gotta watch the shows. That's the problem. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Whatever. Get in those shows. But I don't know who Hondo is. And so the whole idea that like Chewie could have flown it the whole time. Brad was talking about the whole idea that Chewie could have flown it the whole time and he just let me ruin the ship. Or the, I mean, and, or, you know, maybe it's a, it's a, it's a location thing or, you know, just, I don't know why that was there. I don't know why we were there and it did a, See, it's funny because I grasped the story very quickly. I got the idea that Hondo borrowed the ship. He's hiring us to go on this mission where well, what I've... we're grabbing this, uh, whatever the fuel thing is from uh, Solo for the Resistance. Right. Well, what I found interesting is the transition explains the story better. So this is where... This is what they they figured out a way to do it, and so this is the third time. This is these were my thoughts the first two times. The third time I was with the story, I was understanding. Uh-huh. I liked it. The coolest thing I thought, um, and this is one of those like clever things, but this is the billion dollar idea. This is worth it for me because this is like the. It's not like the oh, if you translate the box, it says like this thing, and it it says figment. If you translate it, isn't that cool? Yeah, it's cool. Great. It was a billion dollars, and that's what you like about it. This is the thing that I was like, you spent a billion dollars, and that's actually pretty clever. So when you walk in, and I didn't notice it until the third time, Hondo says, oh, good, another group. I'll be right with you. And if you walk in early enough. And so the other group leaves, right? Yeah. And then your group walks in, and then the screen, after they leave, shows their ship taking off. And it's not the Millennium Falcon. Because this solves the Jedi, the lightsaber right. problem. Everybody, Why does everybody get to fly the Millennium Falcon? Right. Why does everybody not, get a lightsaber? They're, they're not. They're flying another ship. Right. And the next ship to land, oh, it's the Millennium Falcon. You guys are going to fly this one. And Bring he's just around. sending people just yeah. to get as many of these as possible. Um, and that's what made it really cool. Because it, if that transition period, and I only noticed it the third time, to see that, to kind of understand that part of the story, that's that little thing that separates, I think, Disney storytelling when it and imagineering storytelling when it's like wow that is really clever to think that it doesn't make sense why is he just giving the millennium falcon away it's not like that it's this is the you are the group that gets it and then you leave and you are you get on the millennium falcon everybody else i don't know what they're They're on their own they're on their own ship you saw them take off right that's so cool that's the billion dollar idea for me that's what i walked away saying that's an awesome storytelling thing the credits don't make any sense. They have no impact on me. I'm sure once Rise of the Resistance up, it'll all change and whatever. Will. Yeah. But it's such a, in general, I was very disappointed. I wasn't disappointed because I've heard it wasn't incredible. I was pleasantly surprised. The motion sickness was surprising. It's but also too. But, but, also, but also, it sounds different than what you had. And I wonder if, does it have, and this would be something I can't just guess off the top of my head, 
what does it mean for people who play a lot of video games versus people who don't, people who are aware, just one, the, that idea, the motion sickness thing. I mean, how you were talking about uh, getting into like VR and motion sickness with VR. and Well, it's like know, the, I mean, it's something I think you can physically get accustomed to. And some people will be already. Well, some I, I, which I, is why I think kids are going to excel at this. Yeah, I think it's also just the 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 driver difference. That too. You know, when you're in a in a car and you're driving, yes, you, you know what's going to happen. You're controlling. Like you're never going to get motion right. sick while you're driving almost right. because you're in control. Right. Um, versus when you're not, and you know, when two out of three of my experiences are I'm not in control, and the third one we crashed a bunch because I was in control and I'm not very good at it clearly. Also, I didn't have that much control to begin with. That's when it got really weird but i mean on the i mean it's you know overall so i guess galaxy's edge final thoughts um well my final thoughts on the ride i just want to say oh yeah sure i thought you're right if that was the e-ticket it might be a problem i'm glad it's not i think my biggest flaw with it is i just wish it was longer i was just three minutes longer there are so many cool moments that you don't get time to sink in spoilers for the ride but that point where you crash and everything shuts down and everybody has to do their own boot up sequence that's a cool moment, but I feel like it'll happen regardless because the ride hasn't, you've got, you literally have this physical barrier of where this thing's going to loop around and you're going to have to get off. So the ride has to be a certain length of time. And so if they created an experience where you could say, all right, we're sitting here in the dark yeah, for a minute. I mean, I, I'm, sh I'm sure other, like, I'm sure some of these, some bloggers or bloggers have sure we could go online because I didn't try to do this to get spoiled, but I'm sure we could look out. Figure out. The I'm sure. I, yeah. And I know there have been people that have tried to crash it and tried to figure out like. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure there's a sequence. What happens if we don't, we, we, everyone agrees, like we get six people. Crash. We're not going to push the buttons mm -hmm. whenever we fail and see what happens. I, that's something I would want to get involved with and break down the game design behind that, it because I that kind like, of conspiracy is my kind of conspiracy. I just think Disney's not good with game design of any kind. You don't think this is good? I think this is the best they've done. I think this is the best they've ever done with but an the interactive thing is they game don't, like experience. They don't, and I could still use some work, but I okay. I but really but you're it. a gamer, and yes. I'm not. Yes, and they didn't advertise this as a game. No, they advertise this as you get to go and. They didn't say the way I've always felt to advertise is it's not the fact that you get to fly the Millennium Falcon as much as you get to go inside the Millennium Falcon. Which and, is interesting. I thought it was more about the flying. And they they branded as both, yeah. but it, it's not so much on. They don't they don't advertise the positions. They don't advertise the gameplay. They don't advertise it like a video game, or right. they don't show like this actual gameplay. You know, like stuff like that. Right. That's not the point. The point is, you get to live your Star Wars adventure by going sure. into the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, and you get to you press the buttons. I don't think people expect to actually have as much control as they give. I expect to have more because I knew about it, but. I don't th so as someone that doesn't think about that, I think when you get in there, the fact that so people you're going and thinking about it like a video game because you're biased as hell. <laughs> uh, partially, no, because he's I'm partially I'm biased as hell. I do think that they did sell it as you're flying the Millennium Falcon and you're the engineer, you're the gunner, you're behind it. I don't think they sold it as a video game as ooh, can you fly it really good and get all these points and you're gonna and I'm not looking for that. I'm not worried about oh, well, the point system doesn't make enough sense, or can the I... The point system makes it? no sense, by the right. way. Right, but to me, regardless of how much of a game you want to make it, the second you add that interactivity, there are certain gameplay design theories you need to lean into, which is 
how do you teach this to the player in a way that they'll adapt in time, in a way that doesn't ruin the experience. And those are the kind of things where, you know, in no, the video see, game see, world, I, I, people know this, but because Disney is not a video game company, I think they're learning. I think you're wrong. And this is why we're going to debate this. I think you're wrong. I think Disney did something amazing. Is they, you're not supposed, Okay, so you're saying you're saying this uh, because the, the, here's the difference. If I'm a video co- game company and yeah. I sell you a video game, right? I want you to enjoy this video game, mm-hmm. but I really want you to play it for as long as possible, right? And I want you to explore, and I want you just to stay in the, the game, and I want you to buy the sequel, right? Disney wants you to leave in three minutes, sure, and they want you to have a full experience, right? But they also want you to come back to the same game. Mm -hmm. So what's genius is they made it simple and automated enough for sure for idiots. And they left enough of that stuff unexplained in the gameplay. Cause it's not like it just, it's broken. It's a completely functional game. Right. And the fact that they didn't, they didn't explain it. The fact that you want them to explain it better. I think they didn't need to, because I think idiots are going to figure it out. I really do. Maybe when you mentioned we get to the point where you're spending more time in that pre-show room. And, and if I think they don't, I don't think it matters. Well, that I will agree with because I think they probably, and this being Disney, probably built in a thing where if you do all agree that you're not going to push any buttons, it'll still run you through the whole mission. It's not like the Falcon's just going to sit there or blow up or anything. They still got to get you through. It's but instead, you know, way. because the well, things like, you know, how do you grapple? You right. Know, what or, I'm talking about is that's what I mean. And I think that the fix is real easy, which is all that information on the card that nobody's going to look at because, hey, let me get that photo at the chess table needs to go somewhere before the pre-show. And I disagree because I think they don't need to teach you that. I think part of the fun and part of the mystery is learning that stuff on your own. I think in a setting where you have time to do that, sure, you have three minutes, though. And for it's, many it's, people, they're not going to get to come back next week and ride it again. They're going to get one shot at this. Okay, but if you get one shot at a video game, I could explain all of the rules to you, and you're still not going to do well your first run. It depends on the complexity of the game. I think a game this simple... Flappy some, Bird. I could explain all the rules of Flappy Bird. You will fail the first time, and you'll eventually get better. Sure. That's the difference. That's a bad example. Flappy what Bird. What do you mean is, it's a bad example? It sounds like it's Flappy made my Bird point. Is infamous for being a bad game. Like is that. it really? I thought it was a great game. I don't know why they got rid of it. <laughs> but for a game where the, the I'm not saying there needs to be more complexity to the gameplay. I think that's fine. Push the button to fire. Well, of you course. Have your advantage. But I, I don't but think there needs to be a more explanation. I think there does because I think where how they do it now, nobody's going to pay attention. Because they do it right at the a first photo time op. those people are writing that. It is a photo op. If you are the family you're describing, you're not there to learn how to play a video game. If you're with kids, I think the kids are going to want to know. I think the kids like pressing buttons that light up. If you're talking about like two year olds, four year olds, that kind of thing. I was, like, I like, pre- the, I, I'm a kid and I'm, I'm, I'm 12 and I love pressing buttons. I'm 12. I play Fortnite and I play games way more complex than anything this is going to throw at me. But so it's, I'm not, get frustrated it's not advertised it as a video game. It's advertised as you're controlling it. But it's not and advertised not, as a video game. But we're not going to teach you how to, co- we're going to teach you how to control the thing that we're advertising that you're going to control, but we're going to do it on this card that you get for 30 seconds before you get thrown into the ride. You, when you have a you, whole 30 minute queue where you could be looking at something. Mission space it, give you the thing at the beginning. Yeah, like, so you won't die. What are you talking about? 
that thing they give you, it's like, hey, right. this but is I'm your saying, ticket to do, do, life or death. Do something like that where you have that whole 30 minutes in the queue room to take at least a, we're talking a minute, two minutes to look this over and go, okay, so this is how I play. This is what engineer does, or this is what gunner does. Right now, you don't have that because you're in that room Maybe, for 30 uh, seconds. Yeah, sure, that might be cars. nice. But I don't think it matters. For some, it will definitely not. But I think, I think for, for the people I think for who go to fly, and especially like I'm in a position of, um, I'm in a position of privilege. I know I'm going to get to go back every week if I want and try something new. But for that family where you have like a 12 year old who's looking forward to this, and this is their one time to ride, and they're frustrated because they don't know there's an advanced gunner mode. Because how would you know unless you just kind of get in there? That could be frustrating. And I feel like it's an easy fix. It doesn't require like a fundamental change in the experience. It's just a matter of where you introduce that information so that people have time to digest it versus if they choose to, and you can have the mom and dad who doesn't care and doesn't look at it. But right now you don't even have that choice because here's your card, go in that room. All right, we're getting loaded. Take the card away and that's it. You're in. I, I just, rushed. I just don't understand. Oh, well, I think. Yeah, well, I, I think maybe an extra minute to actually... That's all it takes. I think if they would have added one more minute to the ride and the first minute is, all right, we're going to kind of get going here. Yeah. Like, I know I know this is, you probably, this whole, you haven't you haven't flown a hunk of junk this old. And if they were just like, let's, uh, let's okay, engineer, hit this button. And like, as exactly. you're taking off, okay, uh, pilot, you're up and down. And like, but yeah. not as you're taking off, because I think this is their problem. They, so, and it's not that they haven't thought to do it. They give you the card with the instructions. But their mistake is they do it at a photo op where people are going to be distracted by the photo op. They, they even run through it in the ride, but they do it as you're taking off and leaving where people are going to be distracted by like, oh, look, they are taking off. Yeah. What do they do? What do they are taking off and you go, all right, pilot, you're going to be controlling left and right. That's and what I just described. I, thought, I said that's right. what they should do. do but they, what they, they need do to that? do it is while it's sitting there, not flying, just in there. Like you need no distractions. Okay, you're going to push these buttons when they light up. Okay, Gunner, you're going to push these buttons. Pilots, you're going to fly all right. Buttons. All right, let's go. Not do it while you're taking off because you're going to be distracted by, look at all the things we're flying past. Like, that's the difference one minute would make in this attraction. One minute. Not even. I think it's, you're just mad that I found advanced Gunner mode before you did. I mean, I am frustrated. <laughs> I, I wrote the thing three times I didn't know there was an advanced Gunner mode. And I think that's a slight flaw in the game design of no, why I think not I just, explain I, I think that. I just, I had something cool happen. It was my magical moment. Why are you trying to take that away? I want your magical moment. <laughs> I want your memories. Give me your memories. <laughs> Disney World's for me, not for you. Well, I don't like it at the moment. Well, they're already destroying Epcot, so you you already get in your way. I get advanced gutter mode. I, I've I've stopped uh, I've stopped gloating about it. That's I nice. Was, yeah. How was uh How's Star Wars Galaxy's Edge for you overall? I loved it. I loved being in Star Wars. I think it needs that second ride, and I, when that's done, I think it needs a third. But for the first month of this land. Like, I think it's raised the bar for everything they build in the future. They cannot go back to the way they did. Like, I think everything has to be on this level. I disagree wholeheartedly. This is our, this is our, it's our shooting star. This, it's culturally, it is timing, it is competition that drove this land into its creation. Absolutely. And it's never going to happen again. I mean, that may be true. I don't think you're ever going to have a land like this be built. I think this is going to be looked at in 30 years as, can you believe they built all that 
at once. See, I think this could be the start of a new thing. I think it goes what's unless management. I think unless management changes drastically and unless the mindset changes. So you don't think the Marvel lands are going to be? No. Oh God, no. You you don't think so? No, they'll be like an attraction, and then there'll be a little street. I mean, what did you? What what is? What, you don't think it'll be like you're part of Shield? Welcome to Shield. No. Check out all really interesting. Maybe. I mean, I don't know, but I don't think that's what it's going to be. I, I would love for that to be true. And I'd love to be wrong. Um, I, w- I want to be right, but I'd rather be wrong. Um, I think if you look at lands, though, like, well, okay, I, I that's don't, fair. Because, look, Cars Land, I think, is up here with Star Wars Land. Yeah. You're in the, you were transported. I, I thought, car. I think Cars Land is better. It's uh, smaller. Uh, different. Potatoes. Oh, Potato, no, 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 no. I, it's very I, When I walked into Cars Land, I was like, wow. Because it had both depth and verticality, and it was the most immersive land I've ever been in. I didn't. I never really felt immersed while I was in Galaxy's Edge. Oh, I, see, I, I, I felt bombarded. Oh no, I felt immersed. I, I felt like I, I felt there. like immersed in a way that like someone hit me on the head with a hammer and then shined lights in my eyes, and then like my memory was like, I think I went to a disco, like that kind of thing. It was like it, it felt like that. It, it didn't feel like we built it. It felt like. Distraction, distraction, hammer, oh, distraction. No. We do, do you remember when you were in Star Wars? And I was like, I think so. I don't know. Am I in Hollywood? Was that the Muppets? What's going on? I'm leaving the park. Uh, <laughs> see, maybe it's, I, I think I. It's I, also I, fresh. I don't know. I mean, it's also, it, it just happened. I, I haven't had time to milk it. I, mean, I walked just, out uh, going, they're going to milk it. I this isn't Westworld, but this is the, this is the step in that direction. I disagree. I looked at this and said, I, I think. When I well, I just I disagree that you walked out and thought that. Um, no, I disagree with I I don't I don't you didn't feel that. I didn't feel that way. I walked out. Oh, so I walked out into normal Hollywood studios, and I was like, I'm, "It's nostalgic, ignorant idiot in me." I was just like, "We're I was, so different." I was like, "Honey, I'm home." <laughs> I was like, "No, no, oh, no, 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 no I know, is, but I walked back. I, don't in, want I, to I, be I, I walked back in Hollywood studios, and I'm just like." Tear it all down and do this. No, everywhere. Yeah, that's gonna be an issue. But <laughs> because I walked back out in the Hollywood studios and I was just like, just the just the atmosphere. And then yeah. we were talking about this earlier today. It's just not my flavor to begin with. That's fair. Yeah, it's just not. And maybe and it will be for a lot. Of, which is why everybody and, talks about this should. And, that's where I disagree with you that this should have been a fifth gate. I don't think it should have been because there are many people whom Star Wars is not their flavor and they would never buy a ticket. And I think you're I think that point is the best point. And I think that making this a fifth gate, I think this should have been part of a fifth gate. OK, um, that's fair. but I, I was also, you know, we were talking and someone's like, man, what are they going to do this park a- after this? I'm like, nothing. This park's not going to change for 20 years. What are you yeah, talking about? It's a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Um, per land. Right. It's, it's two billion. Oh, uh-huh. maybe more. So it's like it's a billion. They're not doing anything to this land. To this park for like 30 years. Are you kidding this is, we will see Hollywood Studios. Remember when they added that new ride? I mean, after Runaway Railway, what do you need? You got a, a major dark ride. You're going to uh, have, an, I mean, you're going to have plenty. Tear down Launch Bay. Do something good with that. No, already, the, you know what I they're going to do? Threw my, bro- I, I, my, my $2 billion idea I, I, there. I told you, Shield Launch Bay. They're going to be like, what? We're not allowed to put our behind the scenes of Marvel movies? They're totally going to pull that card. It's going to be Shields Launch Bay. It'd be weird to put those Marvel there and then also have Guardians in Epcot and split no, it up they among don't, the parts. Do they care? Maybe. No, they don't care. Wouldn't they put Shield? I'm just saying maybe they put Shield in Epcot. Yeah, but I think in that situation where they have to get through the loophole of 
Oh sure, yeah. Of like, be like yeah. behind the scenes here. But, but I think stuff. with Galaxy's Edge, I, I, you know, I said if they were to treat you, we were in the Sci-Fi Diner today, and we were mm-hmm. like, what the hell's up with the ceiling? Mm-hmm. And I think if they would have just, you know, if they would have made Sci-Fi Diner with the same authenticity and all-out nature, they made Galaxy's Edge. If they would actually take that same mindset, because nothing about Galaxy's Edge is groundbreaking, other sure. than they spent a it's lot of money, quality, right. they spent a lot of time. There is nothing in there besides the some of the technology and like there's I mean there's nothing in there that is game it's not Hogwarts, but it is Hogwarts. It is. but it's not it's, it's not it's not the next Hogwarts. No, no, it's, no. Here my my thing it's not is not the new level. It's it's in, matching Hogwarts. Yeah, that's the thing. It matches Hogwarts. Right. If this would have come out before, or if Hog, right, Hogwarts right. was. This is, this. and I think it was known that Star Wars Land was Disney catching up to Universal in that regard. Right. I mean, I thought some well, people but, said but, Pandora, but Pandora. No, was I think not. I think Pandora was definitely the test for this, and it was a smart test. But I think it was also a situation. Well, I mean, Pandora was the direct response before they bought Star Wars, but it was I think, and then they they neutered Pandora after they realized. They've got the actual Star Wars. And they, they realized that like <laughs> Avatar's cultural lasting had like a, a sooner These expiration. These movies are never going to come out. Let's uh, buy Fox uh, so we can force, <laughs> force or them. Or like the, the memories people have of Avatar had a yeah. shorter expiration date than Whole Milk. Uh, but the then Blue Milk. Blue Milk. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think for me it's like, you know, I but, it, but that's how it was pitched. It was pitched as, and it wasn't just pitched as Disney. Disney didn't say this. It was everyone that said, this is the new standard. This is the new level. This is groundbreaking it's yes. not it's expensive i think it is the new standard i don't think it's groundbreaking but i think it's the new standard i don't think because it is. Disney it's not. hasn't met it before disney they're catching up to universal but it's a half well we talked about this months this. ago i said one of two things is going to happen either there are, are going to be huge layoffs in imagineering or we are going to get something crazy and there's a secret disney project coming up and maybe it's that and maybe all these people are just going to go build Star Wars lands because they're going to build it in Paris after this. They're saying they're giving each really? other. Really? Yeah, I mean they're building it in Studios Park, where they're also building Marvel Land and Frozen Land. You know, maybe these people are just high fiving each other, and they're going to go build it again somewhere else. And then they're going to go build it in Hong Kong, and they're going to build in Tokyo, and they're going to build in Shanghai. Maybe that's what they're going to do. I don't know, um, but this is not the new standard. I disagree. This is the highest bar they've set for themselves. The new but standard that's, for them. No. I think it's the new bar. That's the that's the new, you know. You don't think they're, fu- okay, I see what you're saying. That's the new. Future projects will not be at this level. They will not strive for or expect, demand, even come close to this with future projects. I think it's, it depends on the project. I, I, I agree you're not going to get that for Runaway Railway, but. I don't think, you're not going to get, you're not going to get this again for a long time and i could be wrong and i hope i am but my the cynic in me and part of the realist is saying they're going to take the, so where the, 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 the best people from this project and they're going to put them in the star wars hotel okay and they're going to say where does that fall into this idea though it's a future project it's i mean do you think they're gonna they've gotta they've gotta match this especially because those two are going to be tied together where you're spending time here it's you know i guess it all depends on we have to see how it pays off because and, and Disney's going to sit down with themselves, and they're going, they're going to, we're going to get the exit surveys for this thing are going to be for everybody. It's going to be crazy, and they're going to sit in board me and my 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 thoughts. They're going to sit in board meetings, and they're going to ask themselves, okay, we made X amount of money. They're going to break even. They're going to make more. Mm-hmm. Like, did we make this money? 
because we made ceilings or, or did we make this money because it was Star Wars and people bought lightsabers? And they're all going to say it's because it was Star Wars and lightsabers. We don't need to build ceilings. And I know that's a really simplified way of putting it, but that's that's the level of quality. But I don't even know who the lead on this project was, an Imagineer. Yeah. Maybe, oh, well, it was the Disney Sea guy, right? I don't know. So, you know, maybe this is, you know, maybe it's a situation like Pixar. And that that's the guy that we're going to, we give him the next big project. And, you know, because with Pixar, it's like Andrew Stanton, it makes Finding right. Nemo. And then we give him a project and we see, say, seven years, we expect to see something on our desk. And maybe that's what this guy is doing. Or a girl. It's eight years and we'll see you then, and we can't wait to see it, but that's what we expect from you. And then everything else will Everything not else is dance parties and real quick overlays. That's fair. That's fair. And, yep. and maybe the, and that's what, and then rodeo go build, and we'll go well, uh, to travel to another too, country. Like, because you say they're going to have that meeting and they're going to make that decision about the ceilings, but keep in mind, there's still that arms race. Universal just announced a new park. Everybody knows there's going to be another Harry Potter themed area. Okay, but you're forgetting they, that there's going to be a recession in two years. Now you're getting this is getting into like a very long chain of like I do you think uh, yeah I know Universal's we, not going to be building we, this for their you know huh I think I oh no 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 you're going to bring their A game yeah but Universal's A game is with is, Harry Potter is Harry Potter but they push them to do Star Wars and Islands of Adventure is a great park and it's it's really well built but it also was like again I mean we we can't the it's hard to talk about these things in the future. I can only tell you what happened in the past because that's yeah. all I really know. Um, but like, you know, with Islands of Adventure, that was a situation where you had a CEO and a culture and Imagineering that drove a lot of Imagineers out. And those Imagineers were taken up into Islands of Adventure. Right. And that's why that park got built that way. Are those Imagineers still there? Maybe. I know some former Imagineers that are now working at Universal Creative. They seem to be having a great time and they're extremely talented people. But is the same culture there? That was back when they were saying, we're going to beat Disney. But now they're a little cocky and it sounds like they're saying, we're going to do something. See, I think they're still hungry though. They're still, they're still hungry and that's... They're not even... Disney's not that worried. No, but you know, uh, no, Disney will never be worried. Right. I don't think. I, I mean, it's going to take something huge. Other, than, I don't think it's more than even a new park. It's going to take a cultural shift away from Disney because people go to Disney for people. People go to Disney. It's going to be interesting to see with because who knows? I, I think something interesting is about to happen. There's a brink. There is a brink in the in it's a recession. And this is not anything to do with politics. This is literally just look at look the at economic, look at economics yeah, right, surrounding right. presidential right. elections. Right. We have not had a recession. A major one for a long time. We've been on an uptick since 09 almost. That's a long, it's 10 years. Think about all the recessions we hit in the 90s. Mm -hmm. Think about all the Disney internal recessions. Right. We've not seen that. So unless there's two options. Either one, Disney is going to continue to grow forever and never hit any roadblocks. Or something's about to happen. And I think it's going to come around when all parties converge on the this election. And See, I think a lot more to do with the fact that Iger's going to step down and we're going to have a new CEO who's going to try and fill those shoes. And maybe it's going to be a very, very important crossroads where they go, I'm going to fill these shoes by trying to be Iger again, or I'm going to go in another direction and be my own CEO. And if they try to be Iger, I think that's going to lead to problems because I think Iger's leadership style, and this could go into a whole other podcast, but I think his leadership style has very much has an end point where he's going... 
and then I resign. So I don't care that this isn't sustainable. Yeah, it is not sustainable. Even so, you right. agree that this isn't right. sustainable. And so the, but what's important is that the next CEO recognizes it and goes, I can't be Iger again. I need to do something different. Because... And that will impact the direction they go. Yeah, because but I mean, we're, have we're talking about like whether we, we're going to see a galaxy's edge. And the whole point right. of this, that we're like rambling, and I'm saying the election because that's that's when I think the recession is going to hit. And that there's nothing that impacts tourism, the tourism more right. than the than the the recessions. So if we're going to see a recession at some point, what happens if that recession is within the next two years? Universal's Park, what's going to happen? Are we? Do we really believe we live in a vacuum? Where we we can ignore how this has gone, like oh well, it's a new it's a new era. Well, we there has this has happened before. Parks have gotten just their budgets slashed years before opening. That's now, a thing. This is a history thing, and you, you're going to have to answer this for me because I don't know. When did Comcast buy Universal? Oof, I don't know. Was um, that? Because here's my thought I is thought it was Disney's it, not the company it was in the nineties. Universal is owned by Comcast, which is a beast that almost ate Disney at one point. So right. like is being for part many of these larger companies. <laughs> yeah. Is is being part of these larger companies not gonna say make it recession proof, but get to a point where we're not gonna have an Animal Kingdom 2.0 where they go, well, we're gonna slash all this because we don't have the money at hand, or you know, we're gonna we're gonna scale back these projects. Can they go, well, you know what? We can eat this cost because we're a Comcast or we're a you know current Disney. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that far up. Especially if you have an arms race going on, because I think what we we settled on here was Star Wars was the legitimate response to Harry Potter, and now but, but, we're getting but, but, another but, Harry but, Potter but, land. So are we going to get more another edition on the Star Wars? Maybe not new and next level, but at least maintain. Okay, that so level. here here's. My my response to that is, you're not tr- you're not trying to be park number one in Orlando, you're trying to not be park number seven after mm-hmm. after that opens, because and it's gonna and it's you it fall the, that burden falls on Universal right now. I'm fine to go forever with this podcast. Um, I'll leave your house at some point. The uh, but that falls on Universal Studios itself, not the company. Literally, the park, Universal Studios, right? Because Animal Kingdom can trumpet. You know, has Hollywood Studios now with Galaxy's Edge. Yep, is better. Mm-hmm. I mean, Univer- and Islands of Adventure blows Universal Studios. This is personal, but in my opinion, I think Islands. I don't know if if anybody's going to Universal Studios. I always recommend go to Islands of Adventure. You got Hogwarts. You got Hogsmeade. You got Incredible Hulk. You got and now you got Hagrid's. I mean, there it's just a really well developed park, and it's just better. It's getting the Jurassic World. It's Jurassic World. It is a really well developed park. You get and this new Fantastic Worlds. I keep going that it's Epic Universe. Um, Universal's Epic Universe. Universal's <laughs> Epic Universe. American Dodgeball Association <laughs> of America. Um, Universal's Epic Epic Universe is going to be sounds to be like in its current iteration. Sounds like it's going to have more and better themed. It's it's more immersive than Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. So that's what because the, the the point I'm trying to make is people plan a week's vacation. Yes. You Disney is going to say, okay, people come to Orlando. And if that park opens and more people come to Orlando, do you think they're not going to come to Disney? 
that was the I think the long standing thinking. And now but it changes when there are three universal parks, I think. Yes. I, I think that's when that conversation gets a little more complicated. I agree. But I think they it's not like they're gonna say we're not gonna compete. But I'm just saying that in that I don't I'm I'm just I'm just spitballing. I'm just think I'm trying to think out loud. I don't know. And I and I don't know enough to to comment on this, but yeah, that was the thinking, right? That like it's the family's got five days. We have right. four parks, so we're good. But now they have three. So while there's going to be a park that loses out on average, right. we don't want it to be one of ours. And also, if they are if they get more and more hotels, where are they staying? Because mm-hmm. that's going to impact where they go. Mm-hmm. Um, are we cool? Well, we got Star Wars. Is Star Wars still cool? Great, but now that might eat into Epcot. Epcot might get dropped off. Let's redo right. Epcot. Let's, let's redo Epcot. And, right. and that's always a thing. And it's also, just on a guest satisfaction level, it's a capacity issue. Mm-hmm. Hollywood Studios is just needs that, and it sure. works. Epcot needs that. You will, Magic Kingdom is way too crowded. It's yeah. not, that's another thing. And then the final thing mm-hmm. on this whole topic, and then we'll wrap it up, Okay, is that here's where they might be recession-proof, is that... They have built up these expenses. They're pricing people out. Yes. And they price people out for about six, seven years now. Yep. And the inflation has been insane. Mm-hmm. So they could drop the prices oh, $50 per ticket and they'd still be making a profit. Yeah, for sure. And I think you're going to have additional experiences. I keep going back to it but it's because I, I'm putting a lot of money on it being a big decision a big a big change in the way this whole industry goes is that star wars hotel is going to be not a lot of people but a lot of money and something that i think will be easily uh replicated right and it's going to be that it's going to be that thing that people say you have to go do this right and, and so P- i think that can be locked down for a year offset maybe but this is and this is the and this is back to the point of the of this is is Galaxy's Edge the new standard? And I say no, and I don't think it's, it's not, not only is it the day-to-day standard, maybe it's this guy, I mean, to, he made Tokyo Disney Sea. I've heard that's pretty close to Galaxy's Edge. That's at least if I'm right, and this is the same, you know, Imagineer directing this project, then maybe that's just, that's just how, it, it's just all a cycle. And we've just been complaining, and now here it is, and then we're going to complain for seven more years, and then there it is, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's part of, there are so many things that had to happen for this project to work, that it is such a not as a lightning in a bottle like they captured something. It's like just it's like a eye. It's like two hurricanes collided and the eye of the storm lined up. It's just so weird to think that they got Star Wars at this time. They needed to be Universal at this time. They this whole immersive land concept they perfected around this time. This idea, I think, immersive lands as a concept isn't going to work because one of them is going to fail. Something's going to happen. A franchise will bottom out. You know, I mean, they keep picking these franchises that is like no-brainers besides Avatar. Mm-hmm. Um, which seemed like a no-brainer at the time. Which did seem like a no-brainer, which is funny. But, I mean, even like, so you got Harry Potter. But I think some of Universal's lands, those are going to be interesting. Because I know we joked, like, how to train your dragon. Like, kids love how to train your dragon. Do you know how fast generations of kids forget about kids' movies that aren't Disney? Other than, like, Shrek and the, like... Matt, like kid Madagascar, Ice Age, like the, like imagine an Ice Age yeah. immersive land right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, ten years ago, you might have said have to be very strategic. There's like, about there's like five Ice Ages. Right. Of course, it's going to be around forever. But if you, I mean, that goes into a whole other discussion about can they manage the franchise to let it grow up with the people, which is what you're seeing on a very smaller scale with Frozen, 
where Frozen 2 is carrying this much slightly more mature, maybe not much, but slightly more mature theme and tone than the first one. And I think part of that is recognizing that everybody who watched yeah. as a kid is now older right. and they're growing up with it. And that's the way to do it rather than, you know, like the way some people argued about prequels where, you know, George was like, well, this is supposed to be kid friendly and didn't evolve it. I'm not. That's a bad example. I'm trying to think of another yeah, film example. That, um, no, but, I mean, well, it's a new concept kind of. I don't even think that lands the big one. I think Nintendo's the big one. That's something where Disney cannot compete. They, there is no other video game equivalent that they will be able to touch. They've already lost. I don't. That. I, yeah, sure, but I don't. Th- but I think that's fine. I don't. Th- I, don't I don't think th- it'll hurt them. But I think they've just lost out on a big opportunity because I think we're only becoming as a society more into video games as each generation gets older. Yeah, because everything. Now we well, what parents. else are we going to do? Everything's robots. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got to beat. They got to find out how to beat these robots. And they lost out because. They should have had Nintendo, and they don't. And you're never going to see any other company get partnered with Disney. It's over. Okay, I think that's fine. But what? I, but like, how to train your dragon land? Yeah. Uh, back to that. You know, these are ideas of immersive lands. I think we've hit the cultural touchstones of you know. I I can't think of many. Uh, you know, Star Wars. If you would have said if you could build anywhere you want to see, and that everybody would flock to. Like the your field of dreams of entertainment, Star Wars, Harry Potter. I think Cars, Radiator Springs is a weird one, but merchandise wise makes sense because mm-hmm. I mean kids love cars. Um, and also that that land really only has a couple like carnival rides. It's not you know it's, it's not big. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what else could you really say? I mean Toy I, Story. They did. That. I think you scale it to certain. That's the thing. You got to. Well, Toy Story is a good example. You can't of what do a billion dollars into Star Trek, but I bet there's a fandom enough where if you did a Star Trek experience, people would. Buy there was one that. in Las Vegas. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, but did you? Uh, uh, Toy Story is a good example of the Frozen, like Toy Story three. You don't think those evolved along? Those did kind of. It's a. That's, I'm that, trying to think that, of a franchise that didn't and failed as a result, where it didn't grow up with its population oh, yeah, as, no. they, as they okay, watched. I was, I was thinking um, to help you. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm trying to think of like a franchise that that didn't do that. I mean, there's there's lots of franchises that Girl Meets World. The target for these reboots are let's appeal to the nostalgia of kids who grew up watching Boy Meets World. Let's you know whatever okay. they're rebooting Rocco's Modern Life. They what? were kids when they watched it. We're creating the same kid show, but they're not kids anymore. So they're in it for an episode or two for the nostalgia, and then they drop off because hey. I'm 20 years older and I don't really want to watch a kid's show. And so then it ends up flopping because it doesn't appeal to kids now because it's not designed for them. It's It didn't grow up with the people they're yeah, trying to reach. Yeah, I, 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 mean? I think that's more of a situation on some of those. This is weird to totally different discussion, but it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a, well, we're going to make a TV show. And the, the question is, we're Disney Channel. How do we make it tolerable for parents? And then, yeah. well, let's just make it for kids, but it's the characters they grew up on, so they'll watch it. Uh, I mean, has, have any of them flourished? Huh? Have any of those shows flourished? I think the only one I know that has been getting, like, re-upped for new seasons is Fuller House. Oh, gosh. That's a that's a hard question. I mean, DuckTales. Okay, but that seems like more of a different reboot. That wasn't... Muppet Babies. They rebooted that? Yeah. When? With the CGI characters? What? Oh my god! I did not know about this. Already. Point is, I don't think I think Galaxy's Edge is too much of a lightning in a bottle. I don't think you're going to see this big of a drop. 
again. I'd agree it's lightning in a bottle. No, I mean, it's not lightning in a bottle. It's it's two hurricane eyes made in. Or whatever. I, I get what you're saying. It was a lot of different things aligned for this to happen. But now that it exists and that guests can see this level of quality, how, it, it becomes how a question of back? how many of them are going to go, well, this is what I want from now on. I don't care that it's lightning in a bottle. But there's a chance. Up. There's, I want this now. There's a chance that the average guest won't notice the difference. That's true. And that that's was my point with the ceilings. Okay, that's there are going to be because we notice it and we're going to demand it. Maybe, but there's going to be those guests where they said, "Did you? Eat? Did they even look up?" Now, are those the guests though that through a recession will go keep coming back, or is it the hardcore fans who are looking up who are the ones? They, they, who they, they're never going to care about us. It they're enough. never going to care about us. They don't care about the, the because it doesn't matter. They can build whatever. We're still going. Yeah, that's the argument they make, and that's the argument they deserve to make. They say it's not a matter of well, we should be making it for our hardcore fans because if we don't, they're not gonna they're not gonna come anymore. No, it's always we got to figure out how to get that person during the recession to come, you know. And if is that more stuff to do? Almost always. Okay. And yeah. I th- and I think it's always quantity over quality with the random tourist. And that's I think fair. that's what Galaxy's Edge does worst. This is a quantity. It's quality over quantity instead of quantity over quality. And for the average tourist, they might love it, but they might not notice the billion dollars. They'll notice the 500 million, Mm -hmm. but they're not going to notice the billion. They're not going to notice the ceilings. They're not going to notice those boxes. It, this feels what I felt when I was walking through today. This is the last, this is the last word. I, I was walking through today. I was like, this is the thing that I'm going to be talking about if I'm still doing defunct land in my rocking chair in 40 years from now. I'm going to be talking about the time this opened and how they just never make it like they used to. Okay. That's, uh, yeah. That's good. I've got nothing that I feel like it's so, a good point to leave. With up. that, thank you for listening to the fourth, three-hour Robert Plays and Kevin Perger defunct land debate. Um, this was very fun. Thank you f- for coming on, Rob. And letting me come to your house no and stay here till 2 a.m. And uh, I guess uh, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. We'll have more interviews coming for you soon. Uh, thank you for listening. And thank you for subscribing to Defunct Live.